This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. gang we are joined by the king of kindness the prince of pep talks he's not a gondelman he's a jondel man the sultan of stand-up this man absolutely sprints on duncan the baron admiral of ben affleck his niceness is going nuclear the head honcho of humility the late night tv mvp the showtime shaman ruler of the writer's room don dada of the dnm pnl comedies virgil abloh multi-hyphenate podcast host, stand-up comedian, published author, and writer, and co-executive producer of Jesus and Marrow, Josh Gondelman. Thank you. I feel amazing. I've God never damn. had an intro of that caliber before. Lawrence, Thank take over so for a second. I need, to, I need a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I'll say, Josh, I don't think anyone's actually gotten an intro of that caliber, even on this show, where like that is an established bit that we do. That's the longest one ever, which proves that you really are a Swiss army knife. Like, what can't you do, apparently, Thank according you. to James, I, at least. Yeah. That's our first question, Josh. What can't you do? Oh, yeah, right. God. Well, how long do we have? <laughs> An hour and 45 minutes. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah, that'll be enough time to get through. <laughs> like, the, we'll, get, we'll get a nice primer on what I'm bad at. <laughs> right. Which I'm assuming is also a laundry list as long as the list of what you're good oh, at. Oh, right? so much longer. It's like <laughs> fixing. Like, if we're just going by the things I can't fix or prepare, <laughs> like anything that you would expect a man in 1955 to do, that's off the table. <laughs> like, you're. Sure. you're you were born in the right like year. Any like any Jew, to be totally frank, like myself included. <laughs> My dad, though, is a construction Jew. So oh, yeah. The rare breed. Very, yeah. yeah, the rare construction Jew. <laughs> and he so he could very handy around the house, but sometimes would get a little over his skis, or he'd be like, I'm gonna fix the toilet. And my mom would be like, That's not what your job is, even. <laughs> like, this is right. just you. You're, you're just calling this. You're like Babe roofing it, like pointing to the right, toilet. Right, right, right. Don't, like, yeah, don't call your own uh, own shot on a blocked up shitter. You know what I'm call saying? Your yeah, 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 call your shit. Call your shit. Don't uh-huh. call your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, the first thing we want to do is a fit check where you are going to walk the audience at home through the totality of your outfit, sir. The choice for you is mm-hmm. do you want to start top down or bottom up? I'm going bottom up. I'm not a cop. Ooh. I know the show. Thank God. All right. See, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he did his fucking research. He's from okay, Boston, the- but he's not a cop. <laughs> yeah. Not That's a, it. Are you a rat? Are you a rat or are you a I'm cop? Not, I'm not are a you a rat, rat guy? <laughs> I'm not a cop. <laughs> I forget. Oh, yeah, so- I feel like everyone in that movie except Jack Nicholson alternately is a cop and says they're not a cop or isn't a cop and says they are. But like, he's a cop. He's a narc, yeah. right? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. Well, everyone, so everyone is. Everybody is a cop besides Jack Nicholson, who's just a criminal. He's a rat. Right. He's right, neither, right, no, right. no, no. Well, oh, what? Right. You think he's neither a rat nor a cop, but he turns out to be a rat all he's along. He's a fucking so. rat. You know, yeah. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen yeah. The Departed. <laughs> and, then in, and then at the end, there's a, literal, there's a literal rat. There's a little fucking rat. Yes. It's going to blow your mind. And, that's the, and, that, and people feel, how do you feel about that? Some people love that. And some people like the guy. <laughs> it's subtle. It's very subtle. Became like <laughs> very a, yeah, subtle. It's very subtle from the master of subtle symbolism. Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Body. Uh, yeah. Score. Score. Subtles. Yeah. There it is. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. he, what's, so what's on the feet, Josh? As an, I've as got, a sneaker um, I try to, known, I try to put on head. sneakers for like podcasts and and work calls and stuff to like feel like look good play I'm, good look good play good and so i'm wearing um nike air force one prime uh, like fly knit mids the like fruity pebbles colorway um, okay all right which are very sure. fun very silly i've got 
Socks. Kicks oh. looking like a child's breakfast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, kicks yeah. looking like kicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With berries. With berries. With berries. Yeah. yeah right, you need that yeah. pop of color. You can't just go plain I, Actually, kicks. no. Can you take them off? Can you, can you show it to us? Just the yeah, boys. Yeah, for sure. Not for the I'll audience, but just like, I would love to see. Oh, that is stupid fruity swag. Yeah. Those are like the G, <laughs> those are like the first generation um, fly knit forces yeah. that drop. That's like, yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. an older sneaker from like, you're, you're true to this, not new to this. 15, 16, maybe like five, five years ago or so. And yeah, I love them. Right. And I, I have too many shoes. So I like rotate them in and out, but I try to like wear everything. Uh, right. Wear, wear your fucking sneakers. Ladies yeah. And gentlemen. But I, you know, I don't wear them. 300 days a year so like they're they're in decent shape even though they're a few years old how many sneakers so, would you estimate that you own i don't think james has this in the run show but let's just i've got to be a, it's got to be like close to 50 50 pairs. that's pretty you're putting up some those are solid numbers those are not rookie kind, numbers yeah. i went on kind of a tear like the last month i you know like just to feel something retail I would therapy yeah, yeah i'd go on stock x and be like oh, i won an auction i would feel like i was like actually like, <laughs> I'm a winner yes. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i win i i, I win losing 200 <laughs> right, sure, exactly. dollars thank you thank you for the privilege to buy these sneakers yeah sir. i'm such a fucking mark <laughs> yeah, um, dude. well you but, and every other sneaker copper in the world world you know right. ourselves included like yeah can't escape it at this no, as, as a like, oh, as, as a renowned sneakerhead what do you think of the um jordan dior's at the inauguration oh, today yeah i thought that was one of us very one fun of us. yeah <laughs> just like you love to you love to see john's in a place of honor <laughs> but that was what that was kamala harris's niece's husband yeah i think kamala, so. yeah. excuse yeah. me um yes and that dude like just basically how much are those going for on stock? It's like 25 G's. I think just like 10, 10 to 15 lit, lit the money on fire. Like the fucking Joker. Like even mm-hmm. if it's a special occasion or maybe they're worth more now because they're like a historic artifact or piece oh, of yeah. memorabilia. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, damn galaxy brain. That might've been the smartest. He was maybe driving, he was, maybe, he was, up. maybe yeah. he was seated. Yeah, maybe. Oh, <laughs> by you, stock think X. Was, you think it's a psyop by Kim Jones? By sto- No, by stock X, oh, by that guy in uh, Detroit. Oh, uh, Dan Gilbert. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> All right. So, Josh, moving. What kind of socks do we have with the f- stupid I've free got, swag uh, flying? A blue and white. It kind of looks like a cloudy sky tie dye. Philip Wang, I believe it's pronounced sock. Which Philip I, Wang. I, it's uh, it's like you're combining Philip Lim and, and Alexander um, Wang. And Alexander Wang. It's an H U A N G. Okay. And it was so like neither. Inst- Instagram. It was inst- again because I'm a mark. It was like <laughs> over the summer. I was like, I gotta, I gotta up my sock game. I'm doing too many, uh, like ankle height just from the gap. And so I, I as I thought that the ad right. appeared on Instagram, and oh, I was like, okay. wow. And you yeah. bought off the timeline. Bought off the timeline. Damn. And Are you a frequent just- timeline? Are you frequent timeline copper? Occasional. I this year never. When you're feeling extra depressed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this year, I feel like the timeline has gotten more keyed in because my life is all timeline now, right? Like I don't go anywhere, (laughs) so it's just like I only live on the timeline. Well, the algorithm is getting smarter, right? It's putting in more work in the film room to study you through your microphone and. What is your and what's your screen time, Josh? Because you're a prolific tweeter. Oh man! Oh yeah! Is it twenty four? Is it twenty four hours? Twenty four seven. They're like your screen time holding steady. Twenty four. Do you actually look? It's down zero percent from last week. It's yeah. still twenty four hours. <laughs> are you are you worried to look, or do you know exactly like mine what is it like? Is? It's it's goes down a little bit because I'm on my laptop a bunch, but like 
the, the worst days are when I bigger I mean, screen. Is, yeah. <laughs> bigger screen. Yeah. yeah. It, which is should count for more screen time because it's yeah. just the total yeah. surface area of screen. <laughs> it's, is a, more. it's a it's a four exit, right? Like it's an it's exponential at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's like between six and seven hours lately. Oh, that's not bad at all. Which is not too bad. Me? The the worst are show. the when back in the day when you could go places and I would go on a plane, it would we'd be like eight, nine hours because I would just like scroll the whole time or like do crosswords on my phone, whatever. Um, but it's like six and a half maybe lately. OK, which is pretty healthy. And you spend how many hours? First, copping socks and various things served to you like four of the same. Yeah, yeah, four hours of sock copping and then two and a half hours <laughs> okay. uh, tweeting. <laughs> Just okay, the saddest man. That's not a bad. I mean, yeah, right. This the saddest man alive, ladies and gentlemen. But also, pretty solid day in in you know the late stage capitalism dystopian mm-hmm. fuck shit that we live in. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I feel really enmeshed in capitalism. You know, just fully integrated into it. That's all we and have. So, I mean, that's what the show is. Socks. That's what the show is about. The show is being a slave to consumerism. So you know, <sighs> I'm, I'm right there with you. This yeah, is exactly <laughs> again ancient Egypt here, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, what's we, uh, what's the pants moving on on up? Pants in the are. This is just like I feel like this is going to be the, one of the most washed top to bottom or bottom to top fits. These are I've got like a gap skinny jean on. I'm one of those Brooklyn dudes who looks like who dresses like a cake pop, just like skinny jean on the leg <laughs> and then kind of round uh, frosty the snowman torso. <laughs> sure. You've seen right. the guys. Yeah, yeah, whatever just, the opposite of whatever the opposite of the Vitruvian man is, that's you. Like the yeah, yeah, absolute yeah, yeah, yeah. least attractive silhouette, the opposite of the golden ratio or whatever, just cake pop. <laughs> it's Damn. just like, yeah, it's very circular. Legs decent. Uh jeans right. skinny, slim silhouette on the leg. And then just are your legs your best physical quality that you're like most uh that make for you sure. feel the best about yeah, yourself? No okay. doubt. Is that why you got into sneakers to draw the eye down? Down to the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, and all my sneakers, I uh, use whiteout and I put a little up arrow that's like, just a little up. <laughs> just like, look a little up. Check out these calves. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm, yeah. hey, that's hey, for. keep your eyes here hey. on, on my calves. On my, my calves. calves are up here. Eyes down here, <laughs> <Yeah>. ladies. <laughs> Please. So what's the, is it like, what's the wash? Is it like a blue jean? Is it a dad it's a jean? Blue is it, jean? Oh, black? this is, these are my most dad jeans too. I, I, cause I, they fit me right. And I've been doing all my shopping online for the last year. So like when I need new jeans, I'm not re- ready to experiment. And right. so I've got like the, right. the, the stretch a little bit in them. And so I know what size I am and I get them. So I got them in a few different washes. These are like a mid blue jean. So we're between okay. like a dark wash and like a real, light wash and i know because i have all three <laughs> you have every you have the full spectrum I, yeah. yeah the full gradient the gradient the, yeah you got it's blue a, it's an i got the other blue, blue. rainbow <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's it's like a fucking cop flag i feel so bad yeah. It's, yeah. it's the, it's the yeah. biv it's the biv end of the roy g biv spectrum it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's the it's the nyp uh pd flag during pride that's basically what it <laughs> yes, is gay, gay, the gay cop flag yeah. it's exactly yeah. instead of the gay, biv, the gay blue line <laughs> <laughs> the thin blue rainbow yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, Some, it's, somewhere there. It's not even Biv. It's bu- 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 bu. It's like the <laughs> beginning of the chorus of Bad to the Bone. <laughs> That's the pants that I have. Which, which ironically, uh, co- all cops, no matter what sexuality you are, they Bad to the Bone. Song. That's <laughs> they a love big one. That song. They love that shit. Every, um, po- every police officer is like, if that doctor touches my ass, I'm going to slap him in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a it's cab. Yeah. Bu- bu- bu. All cops are bad to the bone. <laughs> Yeah, baby. All cops are back. back. Yeah, Yeah. that's their song. That's their song. Yeah, that's ours. (laughs) 
Uh, and then what's this? I can see like a bleached. It looks like a bleached thermal. So what this is, is I, you know, this is the tie dye. It's a, um, my friend did it. My friend Anna Royceman, who does like has started doing like some custom tie dye stuff, and it's um. I think it's just like a Hanes real nice soft sweatshirt. I like the fit on it a lot. It like it it makes me it makes me feel like a like a million dollar cake pop <laughs> when I wear right, it. Right, right. What are those, what are those Magnolia Bakery ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah or yeah, like yeah, with yeah. gold flake, you know, that a real housewife mm-hmm. would get for her daughter's sweet mm-hmm. sixteen. Just that cake pop with more the gold fondant flake. than cake. Flake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. would win a TV competition, but then you'd bite into me and be like, "What the fuck? Um, <laughs> this this tastes like absolute dog <laughs> shit." Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. This tastes like if someone put sugar through the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, with a pair of Gap jeans. Um. Mm-hmm. So and and so the, uh, oh glasses. Oh, yeah, so- yeah, well, Parker. let's continue. Plug your friend. Oh. Let's talk more oh, about Anna Rinsman. Yeah. Up? So she's yeah. she's been doing like sweatshirt sweatpants, and it's like one of those. Uh, yeah, just Hanes. Uh, sweatshirt, real night, real comfy, uh, decent. And she like cut. bleach. It's like a bleached thing, right? Yeah. It looks so like it's, it's black. Like, Hold on, let me stand up so you can see like the. Oh, here we go. Yeah, do a little twirl for us, sweetheart. Yeah. This podcasting okay. at its finest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also, yo, great wash on the jeans. I will say, Thank like you. you know, that's a you nailed it. Basically, that's a bull's. <laughs> <right there. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh was just shaking his little tushy for us um, <laughs> when he did that. Um. Okay. Spades or excuse me, spades. Spectacles. Spectacles. Right. You are a spectacles guy. I'm right? a spectacles guy. Yeah. Do you have what is what is this the signature model? Yes, yeah, Spexman. These are uh, Spexman. Yes, thank you. Um, these are just Warby Parker. I try to I refresh them once a year. I actually have two pairs now, but again, it's one of those things where like I should probably get a nicer frame because you wear glasses every day. Yes, I do. I do wear glasses. Treat every yourself, day. dude. That's the thing. If you yeah. wear them, think about the cost per wear. This is this is a huge like fucking you know Stone fits one hundred and one. Yeah, this is a John's enthusiast one hundred and one thing. Cost per wear, baby. If it's like it's like shoes, it's like watches, it's mm-hmm. like a wallet, it's shades, glasses, whatever. You're gonna wear them every day, dude. Get the best of the best, and then when you actually think about it, it's like okay, it's like a dollar a day. Yeah, right. I I think I should, and but it's also it's been a year since I've gone in for an exam, even, and oh, I just had sure. to. So I need a new prescription because I've just been going phone to computer to TV for a year. Sure. That's been you got that. Life. You must have got that good Showtime Vision plan. No, <laughs> yeah. I think I think I'm taken care of. I think okay. it'll be okay. But right. can we have some? Like, the yeah. idea of going. Can we have in, some, please? Yeah. Can, can I have a crumb of healthcare, let, sir? Let me hold. Let me hold some health insurance, <laughs> please. Yeah, we're self-employed in the worst possible way, which is that uh, we're insured through the state on like the bare minimum Fidelis silver plan yeah. or whatever. What's the metal? What's the metal below bronze? Because that's yeah, what whatever is. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, I think it's, it's uh, tin foil. Tin, yeah, yeah. I would say foil basically or tin. Yeah, I'm on Saran wrap. I'm on that yeah. Emblem Health Saran we're on wrap. That, we're on that good <laughs> aluminum plan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so okay, so Warby Parker prescription in the wind. Who's to know? You Who's should use that as an excuse to to I think I upgrade yourself, upgrade, baby, yeah. for sure. But it's it's one of those things too. Where I'm like, I don't want to go and like have somebody up in my face, and I'm wearing a mask, and they're wearing a mask. It just feels so weird lately. But I have to do it. I went in to take my the just the vision exam for the the driver's test because I was renewing my license, and they just were like, "Can you see or not?" And I passed, <laughs> and I almost went really like That's in it? the doctor's face. <laughs> Damn, they were like, that's, what's the lowest line you can read? And I'm like, E. Like, yeah. A cab. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. Bone? <laughs> I can't say bone. You see bees. Yeah. Straight bees. Dude. And what about the panties, Josh? Yeah. Oh, I've got um Hanes boxer briefs, and they're a little um 
It's a fun color. It came in a multi-pack. Right. I usually, I don't, I've gone Hanes boxer briefs for all my adult life. And it doesn't even occur to me that underwear could be better. And I, I think it could, like, I can't imagine I have the best quality underwear uh, because it's what I've been buying since I was like, Oh, $9 for three. Perfect. Yeah. I'm a Hanes. I'm a Hanesman myself. And yeah, it's definitely uh, what I go with. Although I'd go with a different uh, build, go with just boxer. Just boxer. Yeah. But Hanes all the way. A different, a different model. Yeah. <laughs> different, uh, bot, different wa- I go with the wagon. What, what can I do to get you in a pair of boxer briefs today? You're like, who is this guy in the underwear section? Um, hey, I'm, I'm like Hanes boxer briefs. I'm, I'm like the same as Josh, but I'm me. supreme underwear because I'm fucking cool, obviously. Wow. You know, very cool 33 year old man. Yeah. <laughs> Children's underwear. <laughs> yeah. Um, like and then the underwear any- that I have to stand in line for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. 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 You don't have to stand in line for it, but it is more expensive for no reason whatsoever besides it makes you feel like less of a virgin i guess what uh any jewelry watches anything or just wedding ring that's all okay congrats it's nice it's very thin you can see very skinny band okay. and i think it's i think it's platinum it's platinum which oh nice. brag about your health again huh mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. um this is actually this is my uh hmo card like this is what i showed to the doctor yeah. That's a nice wedding ring. So, so every time, so I'm married as well. I'm not wearing my wedding ring because, you know, we're in the studio right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With the um, boys. I, first of all, when I'm in the studio, I'm married the to the boys. can't know I'm married. Boys, dude, yeah. you know? Exactly. Um, but James gets annoyed whenever I, we talk to people about their, their wedding rings. Because no one you, wants to so know this. Thin, no, this Very is, thin. no, no, you don't understand. This is, this is good yeah, information I want to know about Josh's. For, for the young, impressionable <laughs> audience at home and josh's is very thin but platinum i like that always go platinum on on your on your wedding if you can afford it obviously but yeah it was very nice a gift gift from my wife and hers is a family a family heirloom which is very sweet and oh uh, so you didn't have to buy it also very yeah very affordable for me oh amazing yeah i was gonna say more money for more money for hanes into an heirloom situation (laughs) yeah dude you have no idea how many pairs of hanes i have (laughs) at the end of the day when i go to sleep i throw them in the trash (laughs) and then throw the trash barrel into a bigger trash barrel it's dead to me you're like you're like Birdman, except instead of popping white tags on white tees you're popping tags on hanes boxer briefs he's the fat joe of the comedy game you know what i'm saying (laughs) just like where one time lick them throw them away you know and uh i I believe i saw a hal's seltzer hal's seltzer that's right Right. There we are. Yeah. Big oh, bubbles only. Flavor on that. How's vanilla cream? Wow. All right. I Matches Lawrence's child children's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a soda that is very popular with um, guys who drink lean. I was going to say rappers, but I don't want to be you know put anyone in a box. House is a very deep cut for guys who are porn up. So I don't really? know if that's your that. game, but yeah, because the mm-hmm. bubbles are so massive, it gets it into your bloodstream quicker. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> right. Re- no, it's, it's, it's that real good mud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you when you're making when you're making lean, when you're in the lab, when you're working on the R&D, you want to get like the right consistency of soda with the right carbonation mm-hmm. to work with the the fucking, you know, syrup to make it, you know, so just a, for another tip at home for all the impressionable exactly. kids. Cost per wear and how to make lean. All right. Is that a complete fit check? <laughs> I, that's a complete uh, fit check. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Josh. As you know, because you've been a fan of this podcast for many years now, when I first reached out to you in during the Trump administration, the three main subjects of this podcast, Throwing Fits, the only podcast that matters, are money, ching, meats and cheeks, 
That's sucking and fucking if you're nasty. Most importantly, Jimmy and Larry, the goddamn motherfucking ourselves. boys, ourselves. Um, here's the thing, man. Uh, you know, it's a weird time in America, right? We're feeling kind of glum, Lawrence and I. Um, I just fucked up my knee and I can't rock climb, which is like my favorite thing to do. Oh, no. And Lawrence was recently described in The New Yorker as Oscar the Grouch-esque. Yeah, I want to say so recently, we're like, but that, that did happen. We're not feeling too great. Plus, like the whole global pandemic. Can you give us one of your famed pep talks real quick? Yeah, of course. Um, it would be my pleasure. Thank so, you. Uh, I, these problems, especially the, the physical ailment is such a real thing. And it, it feels like when you hurt yourself, it feels like it will never end. Especially like once you're not a child, you're like, well, I hurt my knee and I guess this leg is just fucking busted forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. It's, um, it's a wrap on that. Yeah. Yeah. Put a bow on it. Done. She's done. I'm going to, yeah. I'm Kaiser Soze <laughs> first 98% of the movie yeah. for good. Except actually more crippled. Right. Cause he was just, he was just hamming it up. He, that was cripple stolen valor. Also, you can't say cripple my bad. Yeah, it was uh, disability, stolen valor, yes. and uh, then you find out the the real twist. Uh, Twenty years later, you're like he's even worse than the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, um, Kevin Spacey was playing the long game. Yeah, yeah. he was playing. He was pretending to be nice guy Kaiser Soze who just murdered his family. Sure, right? Yeah, did a heist. Um, yes. So, uh, but it it's not. It's going right. to get better. It's going to Thank feel you. better. You're going to get back to doing what you love. And it's going to be so gratifying and so exciting. And Oscar the Grouch ass, <laughs> that is, look, they're being colorful. They're trying, they're trying to add a little whimsy to it. That doesn't define you. The New Yorker doesn't know you the way the people close to you know you. Doesn't know you the way your listeners know you. James, how, know, would, how, would you, how would you describe me then since you know me so well? Uh, grumpy and lives in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I walked right into that one. <laughs> but both of you do so much to bring joy into people's lives and people really value and appreciate what you bring to them week after week. You introduce them to people that maybe they they didn't know about and are interested in people that they have known about for a long time. Like there's not on the podcast that you talk to people that there aren't a lot of great in-depth podcast interviews with and, and talks. Yeah. With. And so you bring like Rob McRae. Why the fuck would anyone want to talk to Rob on a podcast <laughs> for three hours? Right. That's insane. I will never besmirch Rob McRae. I will never. Neither would I? I was just using that was just the first example that came to my mind. <laughs> Shout out YC. Yeah. Well, I feel um, I feel much better now, even though yeah. my 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 work husband did call me basically. I think he was calling me the Grouch again. No, it's Grouch S. Grouch S. I mean, grouch grouch I mean, Josh, you're you're known for your pep talks, but you're also kind of like widely known as just the nicest man in showbiz. And the thing that's kind of crazy is that everything about you. Uh, indicates that you wouldn't be nice, right? You're, you're from Massachusetts. Yeah. Ooh, Massel. Right? You, you work in TV. Ooh, right? um, dickhead energy. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why are you so nice? Like, is that just how you're raised? Is this an intentional choice? Like, walk us through that. Let me rephrase. Sure. What's wrong with you, Josh? Oh, yeah. We'll, we're get, we'll get to the negative for, uh, later, but I just want to know why you're so nice. I have, I mean, I have great parents. That's part of it. Like I have a very, I have to, I feel like I have to say lovely things about them. Whenever right. I'm you never question. listened to Eminem growing up because you loved your parents. I did listen to Eminem. Oh my God. Like, Damn. Oh, I don't, I don't relate. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Suing okay. his mom, murdering yeah. his girlfriend. I don't even have a girlfriend. No, no, rapping <laughs> about murdering his, and I think it was his, his daughter's mother. More his daughter's mother. Right. I think there was probably, which is then it's noble. His girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you had so you had great parents, so you were raised right. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt. Sweet, no, that's okay. Real sweetheart parents, and I just I um I'm bad at being mean. <laughs> like whenever I'm tr I try to like be like a hard ass, it just comes off 
exactly wrong. Like if I'm like, Hey, you know, like uh, if I'm renting a car and they're like, the car's not ready. And I'm like, but you said it would be ready. And they'd be like, well, it isn't. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> I immediately crumple. And I think everybody knows that, but uh, like I, people can just sense it in me that I'm going to fold uh, just immediately. But it, it, so it's like an effective thing, but, and also since I've been doing comedy for so long on stage, there is like a, there aren't that many people, there aren't that many guys that project like real gentle energy on the stage. (laughs) And I think that that helps, like instead of leaning away from it and being like, oh, I really love these comics that have this hard edge, like a David Tell who has like kind of a grizzly edge. Legend. I I love, I mean, so funny, but like instead of trying to like steer myself towards that, I can go, oh, well, that's not what I do. So you leaned into it as part of like a branding choice? I mean, not a branding choice as much as like a a voice. I think I tried a POV, a POV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Unique POV. Got it. Yeah. So it's, it's not as much like, oh, this will be, this is good for the brand, but it's like, oh, this part of my personality, like resonates with people in a way that's different than the, what a lot of guys are putting out on stage. Is there, can you, can you point to or remember the last time you were actually mean and not just like, not just trying to get your way because whatever, like, you know, we live in the big apple and you know, people are trying to (laughs) fuck you over all the time, but like, Hey, Oh, fuck you. I mean, you work in a stressful (laughs) environment. I know you work with a lot of miscreants and goons, but like when was last, (laughs) when was last time you were actually truly mean? I feel like I can be kind of prickly on Twitter sometimes, which is different than real life. But it is like I try not to be so salty. But then somebody will just like respond. You're a, key, you're a keyboard gangster. I'm a little That's bit of you a keyboard gangster. <laughs> you recently were fucking ratioed, right? Twitter fingers. <laughs> it was. It was on some so bullshit. It wasn't what? like a full ratio, but it was. It was like a lot of people liked the thing I said. But because it was so many, several hundred people were furious. What, what, what was it that you were it was, uh, dying? What hill were you dying on? Oh, it was so stupid. I had no idea. I didn't think, you know, some people are like, hey, I'm cracking my knuckles. Get ready for my unpopular <laughs> opinion. The Sopranos fucking sucks. And if you like <laughs> it, you can suck your own dick. Like, it was not that. <laughs> it was like, I wasn't like trying to be controversial. I just said, um, it was like three weeks ago. And uh, Rowan Atkinson, the British comic actor who played Mr. Mr. Bean, Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean yeah. had off a motherfucking he... bean. <laughs> he That's had... what they call me in the club. Mr. Off a motherfucking bean, dude. <laughs> big bean day. It was a big Anyways, bean day. Yeah. Big bean it day. Was. He had been asked about cancel culture and he answered and, you know, didn't give like a, it was just kind of like, like who's gonna cancel mr bean dude? well that's what i said there was a fucking turkey on his head when he gave the answer (laughs) my yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like we can't hear your answer and he's like oh so you're canceling me now just because i have a turkey on my head just because i love head fucking turkeys come on this this turkey is censoring me (laughs) but what i said was uh it's I was like, why would Mr. Bean ever like, why would you ever listen to what Mr. Bean says about cancel culture? Like, what is he worried that uh, someone like the PC police are going to arrest him for putting two trout on his feet and then making a funny right, face because right, right. he thinks there's like chicken on his head and, or turkey on his head. People were yeah. so mad. <laughs> people like a lot of people were like, that's very funny because it is. It was very funny. But then there were also people <laughs> who were like British people who were like, oh, you think oh. Rowan Atkinson is Mr. Bean? He's fucking black at it, you cunt. And it's like, well, that doesn't hurt because I know it doesn't mean as much when you say it, British people. Right. But sure. um, 
he the people so many people called me a cunt <laughs> because <laughs> I said I called him Mr. Bean and didn't like acknowledge his rich British sir, of comedy. Roman Atkinson. That's that's Sir Mr. Bean to you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> that was like basically the tone of like you right. ignorant American, you why ignoramus. Don't you go, why don't you go choke on some McDonald's if you can't recognize the genius of Bean, the beanius? Recognize the beanius. <laughs> recognize I, the beanius. Like, episode title. <laughs> but I, but I think to but I think to James's point, like the initial question, right? Twitter fingers is one thing, but like, when's the last time you were like a dickhead to someone in person? In person. Ever? Um, yeah. Like losing your temper or, you know, oh, some type of aggravation happened. You were great. I mean, the last way. time I really like lost it someone out. was like Halloween, like tw- Halloween 2016 was the last the day that will yell the Yeah. Money dancing <laughs> with some goth teens. Yeah. Yeah. What, so what's the, yeah. So what happened on Halloween? This should be I was, I was Halloween late. 16. I was late to a <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. The ween 16. Everybody remembers <laughs> yeah. it. Never where were you? Hashtag never forget, dude. Yeah. Where were you? <laughs> is that what that's about? Yes. yes. That is that's exact. Yes, never finally. Forget. We live we in a post you We live in a post-Halloween 16 world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody remembers where they were. Uh, my grandparents, they they very they don't want to talk about it. Um they uh oh, so I was I was late to a set and I like couldn't cross I was trying to go to the comedy cellar, but I got off a subway stop early. And I was like, oh, I'll just walk 10 blocks. But I was on the wrong side of the Halloween parade. Oof. Oh, no. Yeah. So Brutal, had, dude. Yeah. West Village lockdown. Truly. And and every three blocks or so, the um the cops would be like, oh, at the two blocks down, they'll let you through. And nobody did. So I ran. I had to run from 14th Street down to Houston or Canal, maybe down to Canal and then go around the whole parade and back Brutal. up to West Third. Damn. So were you like, late? Then you miss your call time I, or whatever. I was a few minutes late, but I called ahead and was like, I'm going to be a few minutes late. It, it ended up being fine, but I was running down the street. I was like, I fucking have to make this set. I'm, I was going to be half an hour early and now I'm 10 minutes late and I'm running. And there's a guy who he was wearing a Bernie 2016 shirt, which like, I, I like Bernie Sanders. I like his politics a lot. He was no longer running for president at that point. <laughs> Um, he had he had dropped out of the election and he was just whipping around Mardi Gras beads like <laughs> swinging them around which is not that's not a costume that's just like you know some people just use Halloween to be like I'm gonna do whatever he wasn't yeah. he wasn't <laughs> slutty Bernie yeah he was not yeah no 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 because he wasn't people throwing beads at him and he's like okay oh, I'm gonna redistribute <laughs> yeah. these titties it was like him <laughs> Be, just like whipping these beads around and I, I'm running past him but like, you're not and you're not in costume right not in costume. I'm just right. dressed. I'm in like my Josh you're in, you're in dad costume. jeans and some beautiful dad sneakers, jeans, cardigan, right. uh, T-shirt, sneakers, maybe a, a light jacket. So he hits me in the neck with his <laughs> beads that he's am. And I got it, maced by Bernie. <laughs> Protect your neck. And I yeah. mean, the medieval type of mace, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not like this shit. And it's like, I thought you wanted to, to, to bring down American militarism, but nope, <laughs> right to the neck, uh, right to the jugular. So it hit me in the neck and I was more mad that like, it didn't hurt. It was just like little plastic beads he was dancing with. And I was just like, fuck you, man. And he goes, uh, sorry. <laughs> and I go, still fuck you. <laughs> and he goes, I said, sorry. And then I went, 
And then I said, fuck you again. <laughs> and then Love that. I, cause I was like it's an infinite I, spiral. Yeah, dude. It's the war of attrition. <laughs> he was just looking for you to show, show him your titties. I would have ended it. I could have, yeah. I could have ended the whole thing. I was so mad. And again, it, 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 it wasn't his sorry was not a sincere. Sorry. It was a New York. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Which means oh, like, of course. Yeah. Which is like, which means go fuck yourself. Right. It, it means go fuck yourself, but you have to know, right? Like he said, like, sorry. And it's like, that's not what you say when you're sorry. Like if you, if, if like your partner, your romantic partner was like, Hey, it really hurt my feelings that you came home late from work on my birthday. And you were like, sorry, that doesn't end the fight. That starts. Right. The that doesn't fight. work. Yeah. Exactly. So he, he still, I was so he hit mad. You with one of those. He hit you with one yeah. of those. He hit me with, he hit me with the fuck you. Sorry. And so I, and I gave him another fuck you. And he, I remember very distinctly being like, I said, sorry. And he'd be like, yeah. And then again, I said, fuck you. And I just like kept running. Cause I had to get to the set, but I was like, I like how you took some, t- you're very late, but I like how you took the time to fucking, uh, you know, fucking throw, exchange barbs with this gentleman. In I wanted to make myself clear. <laughs> that yeah. I was still mad. Like I just wanted to be on the record. Like I wasn't trying to fight him, but I just wanted to know, like, hey man, just my official statement on this. Yeah. I heard you're sorry. I'm gonna like stenographer rejected. Yeah. Fuck you. Stamp rejected. Yeah. yeah. But that was the last time I really like got into it with like a, a stranger that I was really just like because and and to me, to him, that story is like a guy was being unreasonable, like running through a crowd and then cursed him out while he was just trying to bring joy to everybody by dancing with his stupid beads. Um, but to me, I was like, You're I'm late, you're making me more yeah. late because you're doing a dance, like you're you're acting like it's um like 3 a.m. Yeah. at Bonnaroo or something. It's like a cage match. Yeah. yeah it's, somewhere it's, that guy's doing a podcast and he's telling this story from his yeah. perspective as well. He's, and he's it's the nicest a whole different ballgame. The game. nicest guy yeah. in bead dancing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bead twirling. Um, so he's like, when well, was the last time you were mean? <laughs> so your, your niceness obviously is kind of uh, really what informs your comedy. And, you know, it's, it's so intertwined. Um, but it's also, you know, it's a common theory that most comedians develop their humor and comedy as a defense mechanism or co- way to cope with their insecurities. Sure. And the same is absolutely true of John's enthusiasts and sneakerheads, right? Like we're yes. always looking to fill that void or catch mm-hmm. up, uh, chase that dragon. Since you're both a comedian and a sneakerhead, like were you bullied extra hard as a child? No, I don't. I think I learned pretty young that I can like kind of scoot by trouble. Okay. With just like I got along. Unless they're like, swinging like, some beads. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it's over. Yeah. It's well, I should mention yeah. when I was that in high rap. school, the football team held me down and beat me with beads. So. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> It'd be worse. Was, yeah, they were just like, it's Mardi Gras every day, Gondelman. <laughs> Sucks. Um, Welcome to Fat Tuesday, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your lips going to be Fat Tuesday. <laughs> Busted open. Um, but yeah, I think I just like was a get alonger since I was a kid. I was always just like pretty pretty easy to get along with. So it was never like, I mean, like the humor was a little bit of like how I moved through social situations, it, but it wasn't a defense mechanism so much as like, <laughs> It was just the thing that I brought to the table. Whereas like, you know, like I could hang out. I played. That was your maxed out attribute. Like the yes, other things might not exactly, have been, you know, five it. or four, maybe yeah. a six. But that was we're talking a 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's where that's where I was at. And so um, and it was I went to like a small, a pretty small public high school. So it wasn't like if you like if you it wasn't like if you were good at school, that's like your you, that could be your whole thing like yeah i feel like that's always how it is on tv right like when a kid's good at school it's like well all they do is study and it's like they're you still have to do other stuff there's not that many kids like people are going to ask you questions <laughs> you they're going to want you to join something you so, 
Okay. Sorry, go keep going, keep going. Oh, I was just saying, so like that was, I, I felt like there wasn't just enough of like, oh, we're the nerds. Right. Even though I was also a nerd. Everyone was everything except yeah. for the football team. Yeah. They were just pieces of shit. No, they were fine. Yeah. I get along fine with them. But um, why? Like, do you have a theory why? Because obviously, you know, in the past few years, there's been a whole reckoning. And this, th- I mean, this has always kind of been the case where comedians are assholes. But like, I feel like in the past few years, especially it's crossed the line. And then it became a conversation of like, where is the line? What is the line? Mm-hmm. But just, you know, 35,000 feet. Why do you think there are so many dick ass comedians? I think it was like a world where you could get by being a dick right like there's not a lot like it was rewarded negative yeah negative behavior was reinforced yes it it was like like there are so many jobs where like being or like social situations where being a dick people are like that guy's a dick but like you like that on stage (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that's very and that's like part of it that's like totally okay right like there there are lots of great comedians who on stage are have like kind of dirtbaggy personas and like are a little bit a little bit uh mean and snarky and that that's fine but like i think the the what it, you you don't want is like the people who are doing that off stage or people who are doing right. it on stage in a way that's like really cruel and not like for fun and yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think like the space kind of rewarded that. Like, I'm sure there's like, I'm sure at, at, in certain other fields, there's like, you know, you like business. There's like, Oh, the guy's a real cutthroat. He's a real boss. He fucking gets after it. And it's like, well, no hustle and grind culture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that Gary Vaynerchuk is fucking awesome. Hashtag entrepreneur hashtag VC. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> hashtag millionaire mindset. Yeah. All that shit. And it's like, you know, you can also be nice. Like maybe if like the whole driving forces of, of your business is like, fuck you. It's like, maybe you're not good at business. You're just good at fuck you. And people are yeah, afraid just fucking people. You over like yeah, that's just you're exactly. just a professional yeah. you might yeah. be the ceo of my pillow yeah <laughs> right. exactly that guy exactly. that guy graduated number one in his gary vanderchuk fucking uh you know class dude for real and it's just like actually yeah, he was I, number 17 hashtag QAnon. Oh, damn <laughs> but um yeah also though it, like right. oh sorry no, no. So, uh, I mean, obviously, so today was the inauguration, right? And, you know, for the last four years, um, Trump has kind of served as such like a natural foil for so many comedians. Um, I mean, look at that one person that, you know, just made a living out of or blew up out of just in person or lip syncing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But with Trump out of office and kind of with like, you know, whether the temperatures lowered or emotions are, you know, not as heightened or blah, blah, blah. How do you think comedy will change um, now that he's gone? I'm, I'm like curious to see because I do think that I like one thing that I think would be actually really cool and worthwhile is if like the like co- the aesthetic of comedy has moved left to the point where like you can kind of go in on Biden in a way that like was not always easy to do and was not always done as much with Obama right when Barack Obama was president sure. like I, I would love to see and not just the surface level of like he's an old man but like going in on Biden policies in the way that you would go in on Trump policies even though he's like yeah. technically people didn't old. really make jokes about uh, Barack Obama drone striking weddings or anything as right like, I mean you know they kind just of, not yeah. there was not that much and I feel like <laughs> there was this sense of like well that's our team and we'll go a little sure. gentler because the people on the other side are monsters which is still true but I think like you can like I, I would be interested to see where like the Biden, the, the comedy about Joe Biden goes. 
And, you so know, here's the next like, question. Should, cool should comedians even like occupy this kind of role that people look to, to be barometers of, of this kind of, of the, or, or warriors of the culture war? I don't think they have to necessarily, but I think, I mean, since I've worked in late night for so long, I do think that like, if you're going to comment on politics, like to really be thorough and, and, and sincere about it, like, and, and be funny in a way that like, you're saying what you mean rather than just like, Oh, look at this guy with aviators. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> four years of that while um, America's immigration policy is probably still really bad is right. not you know, I feel like that does kind of a disservice, but I also don't think people should be looking to comedians as like the moral arbiters. I just think like you should make good comedy if you're a comedian. Right. Are you, are you Fo- drawn focus, to more focus on what, like, yeah, focus on like the, the task at hand, which is making people laugh versus, and then versus like maybe having too many well, um, no, like politics, agendas against that or, but politics and comedy have always been so intertwined. Yeah. Sure, right. Fair. It's just that I think that in, especially with Twitter blowing up, you know, last four years, especially with Trump, it's like we put them on a community has been put on a pedestal where they are like the oracles. Right. Sure. And that's, and that's it. It's a little much, but I do think like make the comedy that's good that you make comedy great again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Clip it out, Chuck. Just Just got his ass. Keep making. Oh no. That's a drone strike. They came First drone strike with the Biden inaugural uh, Biden administration. <laughs> Get used to it, bitch. Oh no, they got my There's more where that came from. <laughs> Send his ass to Guantanamo. Oh, this podcast hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just think like do good comedy. I'm like, you know, not that um, it not that all comedy has to be political, but I do think like if you're doing political comedy, like do it in a way that you think that's funny and like bites a little bit, and that that isn't just like the kind of silly like. Oh wow, that that Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> you, have you seen his bronzer, folks? <laughs> it's yeah. like after after five years of him being like just a uh, malignant tornado of yeah. of cancer weather, uh, <laughs> to just like to keep doing that is like, come on, like let's let's step up our game a little bit. Yeah, there's a cancer front coming. Um, mm-hmm. Are you drawn to political comedy because? Right now you're at Jesus Marrow, right? About to start on season three. Yeah. And before that, you were at late last week tonight with John Oliver. Yeah. Obviously political. Like, do, are you good at that? Is that what you're drawn to? Like, what's your relationship there? I like. Is jokes. that your sweet spot? It, I mean, it's it's it helps because I think I came into TV from being like a joke person or like writing short comedy pieces like New Yorker type shit. Um, Can you tell us a joke real quick? also the last time we asked someone on the pod to tell us a joke he fucking blew up and threw a metal water canister at the wall (laughs) really (laughs) it was it was a barstool personality he was he was was telling jokes and we kept we were interrupting him that was that was our joke and he didn't get it didn't like it i um i had to do that once coming into the united states because i drove into canada by accident Um, (laughs) leaving detroit like driving home by accident Um, yeah Driving where are you driving from, from Russia? Like from Chicago. We were driving from Chicago to How Boston. drunk were you? Not how drunk driving were we, you? <laughs> just wicked drunk. Food. <laughs> um sick. All right. Very cool. Very set, cool. Nice. We were leaving Chicago at like 10 p.m. and we just set the uh GPS to and it was like one of the old like little brick GPSs, not like on a Tom's with like the Snoop Dogg voice. Garmin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It was Garmin. And uh, we said it. We're just like, take us to Boston. And then it took us into Canada as we passed out of Detroit. And <laughs> so we drove through Canada for three hours and we had to get back into the United States. And the the customs guy was like, and, and they let us into Canada. No problem. They were just like, have fun, boys. Oh, hope you love the country. <laughs> and then on the way back into the US, the guy was like, 
so uh, where are you coming from? We're like Chicago. I'm like, what were you doing there? We're like comedians. And he's like, comedians, huh? Tell me a joke. Damn, <laughs> and I was sure. like, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is a no win situation. Like, no one has ever make me laugh, boy. Yeah. No one's ever like killed it and been like, you're the best comedian I've ever heard of. <laughs> Do you have a you like an album for sale? Can I buy a T-shirt? You, and so what did you so what joke were you like tell? could you only think of like 9-11 jokes and like department of homeland security jokes <laughs> yeah yeah dead cop jokes i was like so have you heard of bad to the bone? <laughs> yeah yeah this will I be said, funny in like 10 years <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> there's gonna be a podcast the best yeah, eventually you don't know I, I, you don't know po- let me let me back up so a podcast is <laughs> a podcast it's like howard it's a group Stern, of white men listen whenever yeah right right so you've listened to the radio before right okay mm-hmm. well it's like the that. internet well okay let me explain what but let me explain. so the internet like is the radio you know, we're good you know white guys who think they're important right yeah all right great America. Yeah. Yeah. you are one podcast assume, so did you so did did you so what was the joke i told him uh, this is a, a street joke that I learned from a, a comic named Frank Santarelli, a Boston comic headliner. Uh, and he, this is the joke. He goes, um, uh, a traveling salesman rings the door to, uh, to an, uh, family residence and opening the door is a 14 year old boy in a, uh, cocktail gown, blonde wig, drinking a martini with one hand, smoking a cigarette with the other hand. And the, uh, the salesman obviously flustered. So, I'm sorry, son. Uh, is your is your mother home? And the kid goes, the "Fuck, do you think?" <laughs> and that's the whole <laughs> joke. It's just like a little street joke about how this kid was, you know, uh, yeah. you know, it's a little, I think, out of date. But I think it's funny that he's like smoking and drinking, yeah. and he goes, "Is your mother home?" No, fuck. What the fuck do you think? And uh, yeah. the, I, the reaction. What did, did he laugh? He went, "Oh, I get it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, so, you said you said cool. Boston comic. I thought it was going to be real racial. Real no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the jokes I've heard from Boston audiences. Right, 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 right. Sure, sure. Like, yeah. Dude, I'm going to fucking joke for you. You're going to put this in your act. <laughs> <laughs> How often does that happen in Boston? Specifically, it used to happen. I mean, there would it wouldn't happen all the time, but whenever you would get someone being like, "Guy, come here." Uh, you're a good shit. You're a good shit, but you got to hear this joke. And then you'd be like, Oh no, like you're about this to, this is going to have the N word in it as the punchline. It's going to be sure. more racist than joke. It's just a racist something. thought. And you're yes. like, and you're like, thank you, ben a- thank you, Ben Affleck. Next Duncan's <laughs> yeah, on me. Good. I'm good. Yeah. Let's talk about your one flaw, your singular flaw. Uh, oh, no. you're, you're a sneakerhead. Yeah. It's a problem. What was the first pair of sneakers? I mean, you said like uh, six years ago, this kind of started for you. So what, what was yeah. the first pair of sneakers that really kind of got you started down this dark path? I Your got hit. a pair. So I would, before that I would wear alternating. I would have one, maybe two pairs at a time, which is all I really needed. I would have a pair of Saucony jazz or Saucony. I always forget how it's pronounced. Saucony. Yeah. Saucony jazz. And then I would, or I would get, have a pair of Adidas Sambas, which are like both comfortable mm, classics. classics. Yeah. Classics. Love which are very, which are having a moment right now. ASAP Rocky, ASAP Nas, really yes. just the, most of the ASAP mob, but it, and ASAP Jonah, ASAP Jonah Hill. I, ASAP Jonah yeah, Hill. ASAP Jonah Hill. Right. ASAP Feldstein, I believe. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, buy stock now. Kid. Another tip for the audience. Look at that. But I, I love a samba. And I, so, but it was like, and they, they were also, it was one of those things where like you could get them wherever the price never went up at that time. You know, you could always get them for like 60 bucks, 90 Like bucks. journeys. You could go to journeys, journeys and just get Zappos. You could get even just yeah. like order them to your house if you want Easy. Yeah. Um, I know, RIP. And to the guy, not to Zappos. Right. 
Tony. To, what about Journeys? I thought you were talking about Journeys. I was just like, oh, of course, Journeys still, is out of business. I think there's still Journeys. Damn, still Man. kicking, bro. Journey goes on. The, hey, the, journey, hey, hey, the hey. journey keeps going. It's it's about the journey, not the destination. You know what I'm saying? Journeys. Better <laughs> way to journey, bitch. We're giving you <laughs> yeah, so yeah, many. Yeah, yeah, journey sponsoring the pod. Yeah. Yo, Journey, sponsor the pod, dude. I'll do that in a second. Journey. Anyway, journey. sorry. So Samba, Sambas, etc. And I was like, oh, you know what? Next time, like I I had worked with uh, at Caroline's, uh, the comedy club. I'd opened for my buddy Ron Funches. <laughs> We're familiar. <laughs> um, my friend Ron Funches was headlining and my my friend Yasser Lester was on the show and they had great sneakers and I was like, you know what? I need to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and get get something real, real good and exciting. It's snazzy. Instead, something yeah. snazzy. So spiffy. I got the the like spiffy. That's what I want. I wanted to be snazzier and spiffier. And so I got we got nominated for the Emmy the next week or two weeks later at last week tonight. And I was like, well, this is a cause for celebration. So I got a pair from flight club of the Jordan ones, but it was the Russell Westbrook before Mm -hmm. he had his own signature shoe. So it was like pine green and like bright pink. And and it was a Jordan one. I was like, Oh, this is, this, this these are spiffy. You, was your was your intention to wear them to the Emmys or just a, 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 like a, a gift to celebrate? That year it was just to celebrate. I did not wear okay. them to the Emmys. I don't think. Um, a Thank couple God. years later, I did. I did. I did that move, which I like have since kind of like fallen off of because you really got to get the pants tailored to if you're wearing a high sure. top. It's, You've it's, get a, it like, it's an exact science for sure. It really is. Otherwise, they they billow like it's the 1996 NBA draft. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. So, Looking like you're on night openings. <laughs> yeah. For real. <laughs> That's right. Am I, is that Jason Alexander from the Dunstan Checks In premiere? Yeah. And he looks absolutely spiffy as fuck. So spiffy. We're rewatching. My wife and I are rewatching all of Science. the Alexander catalog. <laughs> and it's it, his his fits are so good. Wait, yes. you're just watching all rewatching all Seinfeld, all of Seinfeld from the beginning. Are well, you going to start a new Twitter account? David, like, what's right? that? <laughs> yeah, we, but no, he's we, supposed to be Larry David, and Larry David has famously has great style. Yeah. So I think it kind of like makes sense. And my buddy Rob Hayes, I want to shout him out for putting me onto this because you think of Jerry Seinfeld like you think of him as sure. kind of clunky white sneakers, but he's his sneaker game is not bad. Like he was oh, Jerry was dripped as fuck. Dude. Yeah. He had yeah, a lot of Jordans and shit. Jordan he loved, he's he's famously a sneakerhead too. Always yep. wearing shocks and shit. Shock, shocks 1738. Shocks 1738. <laughs> yeah. That's what old he deep did, cut for the, he for the heads. Our boy, he did our boy, he did our boy, uh, Joe LaPuma sneaker shopping mm-hmm. show. Right. And Blackbird spy plane and the Blackbird spy plane newsletter. And, and Let's talk about that. Shout out Jonah Weiner. Yes. Also Jonah. He did Blackbird. Everyone Google, anyway, uh, so, Google Jerry Seinfeld, 1738. See what I mean? So this, the Russell, so the Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Jordan ones. <laughs> yes. Those, those were the, that's the first hit. That's the gateway drug. Yeah. You instantly and addicted. Was it like was crack like, cocaine? It felt terrific. I know you've I never done like, cocaine. I've not that famously have not done cocaine. Why not? Um, yeah. You're missing out dog. Yeah. I'm not a lot of fun. I mean, allegedly you're missing out. I don't know. <laughs> There's a parody heard- podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If the DEA is listening, this is a parody. If a very specific four minute slice of Boogie Nights told me one thing, it's that cocaine is very fun. Yeah, but if the other 120 minutes told you something else, it's that it's awesome. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah, I get it. You're out here trying to sell merch. In your house. That's true. (laughs) You're out here trying to sell merch like the rest of us and like, yo, you got to have a fuck, you got to have something, got to have a thing. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. That's a thing. How much have you? Okay, so your cocaine expenditure over your lifetime is zero. Yeah, how much have zero. you spent? How much have you spent on sneakers 
in totality, would you say? I don't know. It's got to be, I mean, it's up in the thousands. I would say, sure. yeah, I would say if I have like 50 pairs and then some of them are, you know, a couple hundred, some of them are a little less. Um, so I've got to be like between five and 10 grand over the past. Like, What's your years. most expensive pair? I got, I got a pair for the Jesus and Marrow premiere party. I got a pair of the um, uh, off-white, like the kind of desert or uh, Air Max 90s. And those- oh, From the 10? From, no. Because the ones with the, it, they came out like after the 10, I think. But okay. they, they did like another round of Air Max 90s that came out. And they, and I got them. They're, the they're, Halloween ones. Are they orange and tan? Yes. Are those them? Yeah, there's like there was yeah. a Halloween. I think it was a Halloween pack with the blazer, or maybe yeah, not. They did whatever, the blazers but, too, right? Yes, I think that so was I Halloween. Them. But yeah, those are those are those are fucking. So you bought them? You bought them on the resale market? I got them resale. So they were. Ooh, and I was you like, spent like you spent was what five like, hundred? It was like four fifty. Okay, and yeah, those are the I'm most. Good That's like the most I've paid for a for sure. a pair. And it, this was like, I've got this new job shows premiering on Showtime season one premiere. There's a party where there's going to, you, you know, commemorate occasions with sneakers I, or you have been well, is what you're I have, telling yeah. us. And I, I mean, do that. Jesus is a fucking notable sneakerhead. I think he, uh, when we were on the Jesus and, and Marrow happy hour, I think, I, I think he took a little umbrage when we were like, uh, talking about the post sneaker world and making oh, fun of pissed. like hype sneaker culture. Do you guys bond over that though? Yeah, we do. So when I interviewed for the show, when I went in for my interview, I wore a pair of Kyrie Fours, the All Star colorway, which is like black tie dye, black and white tie dye with like a blue outsole, and they're really they're just like pretty pretty loud. And I wore them to the interview, and he on and as he walked in was like, "Hey, nice kicks." And we did you do that by design, thinking that you might like cross paths with Jesus, or was it just well, like I knew, a happy? I accident? knew he would be there. I knew he'd be in the interview, and I was like, "I want to." I feel you were pandering. Right. I believe is the term. <laughs> I would say. Uh, I would say fitting in. <laughs> what i'm trying to do <laughs> okay i like yo spin zone baby love yeah. that that's, that's us yeah. yeah what was so, the but, sorry oh, keep going keep going so he said he said that that was the first thing he said then the second thing when the interview started it was the day after the celtic or the celtics the red sox had won the 2018 world series and he said and he knew i was from boston he goes I bet dark you day feel, in history he goes i bet you feel pretty <laughs> fucking happy right now and they said <laughs> Yeah, man, it's great. You should try it sometime. Oh, reverse damn. Fucking burn zone. <laughs> what was the hardest question that either Jesus or Mero asked you while interviewing you for the job? The, the, it was very like nuts and bolts, which is very, you know, because sometimes you go into an interview and it's all like personality and vibes based. But like I got it was like workflow. Like, how would you want to handle uh, workflow for which kind of interview are you better at typically vibes or uh, practical logistical answers I guess like I'm a vibes can, guy personally I can yeah. do vibes I definitely think I can do vibes better because I don't have a lot of vibe control. check <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna hire that guy immediately he mm-hmm. doesn't suck <laughs> <laughs> but it's like one of those things where I, I again because I'm a get along person I can like kind of sail through an interview but if they're like okay now Break down how you would uh, how you would structure your day minute to minute from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm like, what am I, Damn. Mark Wahlberg's Instagram? <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucking insane. Um, you are an aspiring streetwear icon. You, know, oh, you, yeah. you made this you made this statement <laughs> over the summer. 
Does this mean that you're also an aspiring masochist? Because why would you ever do that to yourself? No, I was, I think I had just started, I started buying like increasingly audacious sweatshirts in quarantine. <laughs> and I was like, cause I was like, no one's going to see them. I can try them out around the house and then bring them out to the street. If I feel good about it. You're doing a little test drive at home test. Yeah. A little test drive in the house. A little testy. A little, little, that's what they call me. A little testy. A little testy. <laughs> that must be what that means. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, did. <laughs> well, so, um, so who? So here's yeah. the question. So if you uh, are an aspiring streetwear icon, that begs the question: Who are your actual kind of like streetwear icons? Who are you looking to as like someone that your, might he, your heroes? Dress, dress flying specifically, or heroes? Yeah, or yeah. heroes, right? Specifically I, in the fashion, personal style, streetwear space. I Very truly curious. feel like having watched Seinfeld, I was like the George Costanza aesthetic is so good my buddy jason diamond was like way ahead of me on this but i think his like cardigan uh button down game is just really strong in a way that's it's like people talk about it as being like seinfeld aesthetic as being like normcore and i think jerry was but i I think george was like very stylish for real and Mm. like elaine elaine's outfits are amazing dude elaine wears like multiple polo ralph lauren grails i mean where does she work she works at jay peterman right so there's that also she starts at pendant publishing for the first several seasons right right. yeah honestly a lot of big fits even kramer how big are kramer's fits god damn the cam collar god so it's like very style i mean this is not a this is not a new this is a very obvious take right but the entire internet knows but seinfeld is like the at least compared to like i don't know what a bunch of its contemporaries holds up for, for sure. sure i i think like style wise styles and i think a lot of the comedy holds up like no so- terrible i mean absolutely not no way <laughs> yeah, i can't there's that show popular no chance <laughs> if only i had a phone where i could call from on the street solve every problem <laughs> but jerry impression. like i i understand that, i mean like i have said that and it's like a fun observation but when people like I I tweeted something recently about like rewatching Seinfeld and like several people tweeted me like, you know, if they had cell phones and it's like, I do know that, but it's like, (laughs) tell me more. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's like, oh yeah. If you're watching pride and prejudice and they had a fucking cell phone, they had equality. (laughs) I was watching Barry Lyndon last night and I thought if they just had cell phones, (laughs) we need that Jerry, we need that Seinfeld, uh, Mr. Bean crossover for you to truly get fucking eviscerated off the internet. So mad at me Damn, dude. i i was just we, we've been rewatching the whole thing we're in season four now season three this is like the nice part of the internet though season three i tweeted about it the first episode of season three there are background vocals in the song oh that's right song. and i had tweeted about it because i was like this is weird like it feels like it's being haunted and the guy <laughs> who did all the music from seinfeld replied and told me the whole story what's what's the deal what's the yeah, deal <laughs> Sorry. Nailed no, it, dude. It was too no, good. Don't be, don't be sorry. It's very good. Yeah. Never apologize. Let's get, let's get more was, of uh, that. Was Leonardo da Vinci sorry when he put the last brushstroke on the Mona Lisa? No. <laughs> when he pressed uh, that, that cake pop man? No, not, not at all. <laughs> I, um, oh, so he told me that he, it was something he discussed with Larry and Jerry. He was like, oh, this would be cool. And they were like, yeah, cool. And so he did it. And then they didn't tell the network, but it was <laughs> too late. And the network was like, what are you doing? <laughs> they had they had locked like three episodes with it in. But after the first one, the network freaked out and they had to cut the vocals. They had to like redo the music for episodes two and three. Damn. Fucking so suits, man. Yeah. yeah. The suits didn't want any. Do not change a goddamn thing. This no. is making money hand over fist. Don't fuck it up. 
Speaking of suits, uh, you're about to get back in the saddle. And I guess you just started this week working on season three of the best show in late night, Jesus Mero. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, that you put on kicks for not just every Zoom call, but especially every show night. Yeah. What are the season three premiere kicks going to be? Because this is I've a big been, one. This is a big one. I've been thinking about it. I, you know what? Do you, you, you guys must know Russ Bankstan, right? Absolutely. Sure. He's right. been on a previous podcast endeavor that shall not be named. But yeah, Russ is the man. Shout out He's Russ. the best. Legend. He, I got from him. He's going through his storage unit and he's posting on Instagram. That's right. Oh yes, that's uh, right. He's heat. going ham. Yeah, I'm pissed. Big, big I'm pissed. I'm, I'm not the same size as him. Yeah. Oh I, no, that's the blessing, Josh. Being the same size as Russ, the fucking yeah. god, the guru. Yo, incredible. So he just posts on Instagram and it's just like heat from like stuff he just had in storage for like 15, 20 OG years. shit too. That's like the yeah. best thing about Russ yep. is that Russ's taste level. This isn't like fucking hype bullshit, you know, no, like it's yeah. fucking for the heads. Real he grew bullshit. here. We flew here. Exactly. He just like, he'll like Love leave him at a mustard shit. He'll leave him at a fucking CVS, right? Yeah. And just be like, he'll Go just get put him. him in a Taco Bell or at a park. He'll be like, <laughs> oh, these are like tennis shoes. So I'll leave them on a tennis court at a park. Oh, okay. And just with a note that's like, hey, put, tag me on Instagram if you find these. Nice. Yeah, he rules. And so I bought from him the um, Allen Iverson question practice colorway. Like oh, talking sick. about practice. Yeah. yeah. And so I think probably that's going to be the episode one. Fire. Fuck yeah. Showdown. His desk. I don't know what your desk, Ed, you're, are you back in the office? No, we're for, we're all remote. So I don't know what your uh, desk looks like pre-pandemic, but his desk at Complex, it was, he like was uh had to sit like three feet off his desk because there's no room underneath his desk for his legs to go it was just all sneakers he was swimming all fucking rarities swimming in fucking nike so he was just he was like typing like this like three feet away from the computer (laughs) like a buster rhymes video yeah exactly just fisheye lens yeah on the laptop (laughs) all right so season three um what can we expect from Deez Mero season three? Like what's going to be different? You know, obviously a lot of Generally shit speaking. for season two was uh, filmed remotely. I think you guys got a little thirsty there for digital guests and that you had these two fucking goons on <laughs> season three. What can we expect? I, season three is just going to kind of try to grow what we've been doing in season two. It took us a while to like get our sea legs underneath us in terms of like, what kind of stuff can we produce remotely? What's comfortable to like go out in the world and shoot. And we ended up shooting some sketches like with the guys, like in a park, one back in the office. And so I think we're just going to like knowing what we can do safely and what we can, and cause that's the priority and what we can do that like f- stays in the voice of the show. You know, we started doing green, the guys are the fucking funniest and best. So they'll, like put up and take down the green screens in their own houses so that we can shoot green screen stuff where they play characters and like we'll mail them or you know uh career them costumes and stuff when, uh, and when we did the after show i was most impressed with how like involved like kind of technically they were with yeah. like the setup and shit and i was like god damn i am not a professional they're remotely. so good these guys and are real so, deal like, they could be so much like they have the leeway to be like pricks about it be like no send right. someone to my house and take it down no covid tested sure and they're just like oh yeah we'll do it like they're they're, they're just so cool about it so like that kind of stuff is back i mean the backbone of the show is just how funny they are all the best together. yeah they're so funny and it makes like so much of my job is just like editing out the least excellent jokes yeah. <laughs> after we do the shoots. So like, I think we have great guests lined up already. I don't think I'm at liberty to say any yet, but like awesome guests, like our, I'm so psyched for our show one guest. Um, 
we've, we're going to shoot some stuff out in the world. We've, we're going to shoot some more of like man on the couch segments where they talk to people just like all over the country, all over the world. If we can get them that just because they're so good at that, they're so natural and funny. Yeah. And just like, I, I think season two, we really found like a pandemic stride for the show that despite the horrible conditions, they were so good. And we figured out all these different kinds of textures to add to the show between the interviews, the green screen stuff, the live sketches, um, it's and so i'm really psyched i mean i just like love working for the show love working for them our guests now like when it comes to booking guests first of all like you know a uh, great lineup but our guests celebrities now fucking stoked to come on to the d's marrow show they i mean they really there are a lot of them that really are like there are some i think that you kind of get that are like oh this person's really cool and they have a movie coming out and they're doing kind of every show so they're like very gracious and lovely but like when David Letterman did it last year, he was like, I want to do this show. Like this show is what I'm into. This is like my shit right now, which is so cool. The guy yeah. who like reinvented what a late night show could be. It was like, Oh, this is like, I'm looking at this and I think this is the next thing. And he was so like charmed and engaged. It was awesome. Letterman is for sure. Goat. Do you have a personal dream guest that you would love to have on? Oh gosh. I mean, have you thought about that. I have, I, there are a couple that have pitched. I mean, we had the Beastie Boys, the surviving Beastie Boys, um, Mike, Mike D and Ad Rock were on. And that was like overwhelming for me. I'm like a huge Beastie Boys fan. Being a Jew from the Northeast who grew sure. up in the 90s was just like, oh, that's that's like a level of cool. That's where I could max out if I made all the right yeah. decisions. Sure. Right. If every, so, goes, if every break goes every away. Every break. Right. If I keep my hair. Um, you be if, MCA. All right. Yeah. I, if I do more cocaine. Which <laughs> that's, that's what you went wrong. You could have yeah, been the fourth Beastie Boy, but wrong. you never fucking yeah. snorted any yay. You never I did cocaine up. with Madonna, so you're fucking out of here. I dropped the ball. That's what they said to me when I applied. <laughs> <laughs> I went in for the interview. My vibes were great, but they were like, "Have you done cocaine with Madonna?" And I just couldn't bullshit my way through it. Yeah. Who was your Who was your least favorite guest been? <laughs> Who's my least favorite guest man? Yeah, who sucked? I don't. There. Be mean for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let us fucking let us set you up dude let us set you up to be a bad guy who is your least it's not who's your uh most hated it was who's your least loved least favorite right least loved i think oh, i don't know there were just a couple that were kind of low energy there's one that didn't air that Ooh, was like very low spicy energy. but i don't know if i'm at liberty to say who. probably were they, not if you want to keep your job <laughs> were they a politician were they a athlete were they an actor can you give us a category at least actor actor, actor. Yeah. Mm. The, they were white they were white were they white not white oh Whoa, wow damn didn't see that coming because most white people i guess most white trash. people are on drugs so they do have the energy um I, yeah i would say the best this is not a, a comment on on drugs but like one of the best most energetic guests that we had because we've had so many people that are just like really excited to be there and had had really great uh vibes of the guys like the the heim sisters the mm. band heim was awesome because the guys know them and like their music and their fans like they go back a little way so like even though it doesn't if you're not if you don't know that backstory you're like what an interesting fit and then it was just terrific like they had sure. such, a, such a nice vibe you, um you mentioned then, earlier josh um oh no sorry continue i didn't want to interrupt oh no that's okay and i was gonna say um the, another recent favorite one that just had like really great energy was um timbaland and magoo? came on together oh, no not magoo <laughs> where is magoo does anyone know where, where magoo is magoo is? 
Yeah, uh, he he's a he's a gaffer on verses. <laughs> Damn, you know how sometimes the boom mic dips into the yeah. That's Magoo, Magoo is Magoo, Magoo is a Magoo? short little motherfucker. Yeah, you're sleeping on the job again, Magoo. Josh, I want to ask you real quick: Are you aware or familiar of it? Is now uh, shut down or at least uh, private? But are you aware or familiar with Jesus's Tumblr from back oh. in the day? Oh I my God, go back that far. Get him. To show it to you, it is literally okay. it. It is the source of all good things online. He's great. I mean, they're so good at the internet. Well, let's back up for a second. Let's back up for a second. So you kind of mentioned like a few things, uh, a few things you do here and there. But like, what is your job at Dizmero? You're a writer and co, not solo, executive producer at Dizmero. I text you this. What the fuck does that mean? So it means I like I'm in the writers' room. I'm pitching stuff. I'm writing stuff, uh, and then and producing stuff that that I pitch that gets made, which is cool. Like we're you know seeing it through, help kind of being in conversation with the director on the shoots, and being in conversation with the editors and the producer on the edits. Um, so that's like part of it as a writer, and then I'm also I get to kind of be a part of the bigger picture conversations, and I work in the edit for the show. So like Julia Young, who's been with them since since the old show, um, who's great, like takes the lead on on the edit the long edit days where we have to go through like the whatever hour and a half we shoot. That's like wow, that was great. We could air that and then cut it down to like twenty minutes. And and so I work with her on that. I I work with the writers, kind of like looking at cuts sometimes. Um, being like an extra pair of hands and eyes for the head writer. So it's, it's like, I get to do all sorts of stuff on the show, which is really fun. At last week tonight, my job was staff writer and I just like wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and like wrote scripts and wrote jokes, which was awesome. And I feel like I got really great training and, but now I'm like, Oh, I get to like kind of touch all sides of the show, which is, which is very cool. Yes. Not checkers. Just not checkers. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just like, I get, uh, it's like, um, I got the the king piece where I'm like, oh, I can I'm allowed to move in these other directions. Sure. It's it's not like I'm some like god tier. I'm on you. Know, like, I'm on you, Taylor Joy. Yeah. <laughs> What's the uh, what is what is like the in that kind of that that up not that upgrade but that progression in your career? Like what what is the next thing? Like what what, what do you where do you go from here? I guess like a, a thing that is on the horizon. I hope eventually is like either creating or co-creating a show with somebody. So like. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. let's do it we're the less funny whiter Jesus and marrow and we have absolutely nothing going on okay. yeah if you want to yeah. if you want to take it back to like oh seven you know that is a costanza level pitch yeah. <laughs> if you want to hit your wagon to two show ponies um <laughs> did you work on the obama interview i didn't that was done oh. they kind of put it together i know i they put it together kind of after the season ended so they did it with a really small team oh so you were so, like you were like in capri or some shit yeah. like you were yeah <laughs> yeah you were letting the digital was, peons was, do it i was doing one of those um you know those uh multiple tests uh private island vacation sure. right 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 yeah. right yeah uh you, you and your inner you circle little, you were on little saint james for a brief I was in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well it's cool now like sure. yeah, the island that was a pedophile was the guy. Right. The, the, the rates are cra- at a crazy discount. Actually, they're trying to you know get tourism back up. Super. Yeah. I well, I did an ad. <laughs> I did, <laughs> did a TV ad for them. Is that a bad look? Um, no, I've just been like in my apartment, like the whole doing my podcast, doing your pod, mm-hmm. working on other little little writing. You stuff. do a lot of pods too. So again, thank you for fitting us in. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so flattered to be asked. Fan of the looking show. back, looking back as we kind of like you know as you're prime for season three. Um, looking back at the first two seasons, what is the moment that you look back at and you're like most proud of? Oh gosh, there's, I mean, there's some stuff that I really love just as like a, 
enjoying watching it and being a part of it. Like the, the first debate, the first, I think it was the first debate where we had to, we shot it and turned it around really quickly to, to edit the piece, get out really fast. It was the one where Elizabeth Warren just like ripped Mike Bloomberg to shreds, which was so funny. And, and they were so funny talking about it that that was really cool. Like it was like, Oh, they went, they did seven minutes on the debate, which like coming into this show, maybe people weren't expecting like coming into the showtime version where it's a because it was an election year especially we went a little heavier on politics than we would another time like mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get to do a little less this year um but also just like getting to make really silly stuff like pitching stuff that that i'm like i think this is really funny and i think Jesus and Mero will really like it so we did two pieces one was like this heavy produced sketch called intern fights which was the premise was Jesus had been on kimmel they both were on kimmel and Jesus said like our staff is like so big now and we don't know what everyone does yet this was like before we premiered season one and i was like it would be so funny if the way they used the interns was to make them fight and then make like a vhs of it to sell so it's like an ad for a vhs compilation called intern fights and like um, bum fights <laughs> but yeah. exactly like bum fights like that it, the idea was like if bum fights had like a girls gone wild type ad on a oh page. nice so so that's what we made the ad for it and like we hired violence at the workplace people. plus a little uh you know sexual harassment little, sprinkles little sexual on top harassment. yeah okay. we hired like a whole group of stunt actors who were amazing this one woman did like a flip and while she was upside down a guy whipped a coffee cup that like <laughs> went between her legs which were up fully upside down while she was in the air and shattered against the wall it's like a breakaway coffee mug and i was like this fucking rules (laughs) and then the the other one this is like one of the dumbest things i've ever written in a way that i feel very affectionate towards and our offices are right by madison square garden where billy joel helicopters in for a residency once a month famously the king the god respect forever so we did we did a man on the street piece called Billy versus Belly. And it was uh, Jesus and Mero asking people on the street questions about, was this something, it was like questions about Billy Joel's life, questions about um, the movie Belly starring DMX and Nas. And then it was, we did a round of like, was this Billy or Belly? Was this from Billy Joel's life or was it from DMX's life? And it's harder than you think. <laughs> there was, yeah, I mean, Billy Joel, a lot of drunk driving. I don't know if, drunk, if they drunk drive in Belly, but yeah, he's lived hard and he's lived fast. And I wouldn't be surprised if Billy Joel's crib was also, young, you know? if Billy Joel's crib was also all white with black lights <laughs> in the strip club. Yeah. He, the, the, the best moment, this was like truly a joy to my heart. I'll think about it forever. The, this one guy, so the question was Billy or belly you and, and belly meaning DMX's real life right. was like what we did Billy or belly who once crashed a car into a house. And the guy was like both. And <laughs> we we're like, actually just Billy Joel. And the guy looks at Jesus and goes, you telling me you know for a fact DMX never crashed a car into a house? <laughs> That's a valid question, man. It was like, ah, this is making television is fun. Sure. <laughs> Only in New That's York. Show, show business, baby. So to recap, the moment the moment you're most proud of is making a bunch of interns fight each other to the death. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, it sounds like your job is is a super important one, obviously. And and I know for a fact that uh you manage a whole squad a whole squadron of fine folks at Dizemero. I mean the 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 staff there is like second to none. Um, Great staff. Of all the people that work for you, who's your favorite? Oh gosh, I couldn't pick. I work. I work really closely with 
one editor and our and our post supervisor. And so I, I really feel very, very like we've gotten very close over like the last couple of years because we're just like in a tiny edit or like on hours of Zoom calls every week, which is really nice. So shout out to Matt. And then our writer's room is so great. Like I love they're just so creative and fun and uh, and just so- really wonderful. Our boy Rob is joining the writers' room yeah. this season. He he got the the um, the promotion, and you're going to be they his boss. They called him up to the majors. Yeah, give, give me the lefty. Give me the lefty. Yeah. What are your What are your Close expectations it. for Rob YC McRae? I'm psyched. He because the stuff he did with digital is so good in that department, and just like bringing his like sense of humor and point of view into the writers' room to like get the kind of stuff that he was doing with the digital team, um, and and like that that vibe to get it on the air you want some of the sauce you want some of the yc sauce we want the, you know, the a YC lot of people sauce, do of a lot of people do everybody Yo, his avi his yeah. avi is fucking george costanza with a shape up with the and a fucking there. big zc yeah <laughs> the best i'm so oh, psyched i'm like someone really and, and then another person um i'm not sure if she's still there because she had experienced such a glow up but seemingly the only person that like really had an amazing 2020 professionally speaking of course is z-way is she still is she no, still she's gone because she's got her own show. That's, Bro, that's, so what do you what are your thoughts on her glow up? Just like yeah. obviously the fucking queen of 2020 and you know it. pandemic lockdown. It's the her wings and fly. Yeah, she's so funny. Nest. She she's like hilarious. She's so smart. I truly can't wait to see what big her fits is. too. Big fits. Big mm-hmm. fits. And she would just wear them like she would just like pull off great fits just at the office. Just like it's natural pink. for her, right? It's just it's, like it's, you know she's just so stylish. Yeah, pink. Um, like tracksuit, like baggy pink tracksuit that you're just like, you're killing it. Incredible. Um, yeah, she's so great, so funny. And like, let's stop talking about uh, this woman and her fashion. Let's talk about her brain. Um, yeah. what, what's, what's up with her show? She wrote, well, she wrote the um, Green Book sketch that was in the first episode oh, of the right. Time Show, yeah, yeah, which is so funny. Classic. Um, yeah, her show, I, her show is going to be awesome. She, and cause she does so many things like her interviews from the Instagram show were amazing. Yeah, did you ever sacrifice yourself upon that altar and go on her IG live? I, I went on when it was a YouTube show. Okay. Oh, I watched that. It was yeah. so good. Were you, did you perform great. better or worse than Caroline Calloway? <laughs> I did. I will not to, not to pat my own back. I think I came up slightly better than <laughs> a Caroline little better Calloway. than her. also Z way, Z way worked for you. Right. So you had, yeah. you, you had to, I'm sure green light the final cut. I didn't see it. And I was just like, really? I you. Yeah. I was like, Z-Way, take the wheel. Who was your favorite uh, Z-Way interview from the pandemic on her IG live oh, show? Gosh, there was, there were so many times where I was wrapping up, um, finish, like recording my podcast in here. And I could hear my wife just like going like, oh my God, like watching in the next room on Z-Way's show. I thought, um, I thought she did such, I thought the Instagram live ones were really great. Alyssa Milano was really wild. Um, I thought that the Allison Roman one I felt like was really interesting because I thought Allison like really tried to engage in a way that like Carolyn Calloway like capsized the ship. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she yeah. was like, I'm not playing by your rules. I'm just going to be a zany influencer. Yeah. I'm an insane person. <laughs> yeah. But when I think when people really like seriously engage with Z-Way, it's like and really like reckon with the questions. I think it's so compelling. Yeah. Um, well, look, she, she's obviously fl- flown the coop and, and launching her own shit, um, which kind of leads us to ask, as, you know, privileged, mostly white men, how mm-hmm. come we don't have a talk show? Yeah. And how do we get one? How do we get one? How do you go about that? What's the deal? I feel like this. I think we're doing it. No, this but, uh, is, wait, this is show. the show? 
No. I mean, <laughs> this is as good as it gets. No, 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 okay, no, no. Cool. That's not. Woo! It, yeah. Oh God. This is yo. Honestly, dude, th- things are bad for Jimmy and Larry right now. That's yeah. why we're doing this. I have a break in case emergency seppuku back there, seppuku sword, you know, from yeah. my Japanese ancestors. So thank mm-hmm. God this isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. This okay. isn't it. I just mean I think you're crushing it and on the path towards even bigger things to crush. Well. Feels like a pep talk. Um, we'll talk later about you know starting the throwing fit show. Josh, I want to move on to the. I, I want to end talking about Jimmy and Larry and move on to the second topic of this podcast, which is money. Right, Ka-ching. makes the world go round. Um, salary transparency so <laughs> crucial in today's world, especially for young creatives that you know need to a know their worth. Be mm-hmm. be inspired that like yo, you're not going to starve necessarily if you go into the arts. So my question for you, good sir, how much money do you make? I make enough money that I can afford anything that I need to buy as long as I don't buy anything expensive. Okay. <laughs> so you're doing okay. I'm doing fine. I feel I'm very lucky. I've worked throughout the whole pandemic and I feel like there, I, I was talking with my wife about this with, with the position we're in financially, we could, there's no amount of takeout that we can order that is going to ruin our lives. <laughs> Does that make sense? But it's financially like, speaking, health wise, you never know. Oh, sounds like I it mean, sounds like a challenge though. No, I'm already dashed against the rocks <laughs> physically. Right. Um, I, th- this boat is run aground, but <laughs> what the SS what I mean, Caroline Calloway, it's capsizing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. She's like, All aboard <laughs> Caroline, Caroline cake pop. Yeah. Um, the, but like, if we were trying to, if we were like, let's buy a house, we'd be like, oh, well, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Might have to cut back on the, uh, on the takeout there. On the takeout, how much, yeah. How much money would you like to make? Cause like, this is, everyone's got, you know, not everyone wants to be like, oh, I want to make a billion dollars. And then some people are like, I'm happy where I'm at. But then other people have like a, a, you know, cruising altitude that once they reach it, they're like, I could live very nicely on this. I think that, I think I could get to that point. I think like, I, I've been doing fine. I think just maintaining where I am now, but for a period of time, that's what worries me is like the volatility of entertainment and like telling us, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like as soon as I'm like, okay, let's put a down payment on an apartment. I'll get a call from my agent. That's like, yeah, they canceled all TV. (laughs) Yeah. TV. All of it. Yeah. It's it's over. It's It's all, it's all those, uh, planetarium laser light shows now. Yeah. That's the new shit now. It's all podcast now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be also be fine for Josh though, but yeah. Yeah, true. Josh, um, I guess like besides StockX and Gap, what take do you like out, to spend your take, take out? Take out. What do you like to what do you like to spend your money on typically? I like to go, I love to go see live shows, like see concerts well, and stuff, which is yeah, out of commission. Where the worst. I yeah. man, I, I remember my wife is a big Lord fan and Ooh. she was touring, she had Mitski and Run the Jewels open for her at Barclays. And I was what like, a duo. <laughs> it was wild. It was just like big bill. such a great lineup. And uh and Mitski was playing with like a small band and I walked in. It was like a seven o'clock, maybe six thirty door, seven o'clock show. And I was like, but that'll mean seven fifteen. And I walked in at seven oh four and she was already just like pummeling the guitar. And I was like, this is great. Um, but I remember this was like the first show that we went to, like big. I hadn't been to a big arena show in a while. And I was like looking at tickets and I was like, okay, 40 bucks, we can we can get like front near the front of the balcony. And then I was like, wait a minute for 80 bucks. We can sit on the floor in like the 20th row. 
I have 80 bucks. <laughs> like I, it like hadn't occurred to me. I was, this is probably two years ago. And so I'd, I'd worked in television for like five years and I had, uh, you know, I, I had some savings, but it had never occurred to me to like do it nicer except for that it was right. for her. Like if it was just me, I'd be like, I'll go in the back row and I'll get an yeah. oxygen tank. And you're like, Oh, the, the, the check from that little St. James ad just hit. I can yeah, finally, I can get on the floor. <laughs> Let's splurge, honey. We're going out. I'll let the merch guy punch me in the stomach. T shirt. <laughs> who's the, who, who's the first uh, act you want to see when we get out of here? Yeah. When things open up, oh, man. is it Billy I, Joel? <laughs> I would go, I would for sure. Like I'm going to, I feel we like we got rage against the machine con uh, concert tickets and uh, that shit was canceled. That's our first show that we're that going stinks. to. Yeah. Oh, that'll this be so fun. Rage. By the way, Bill, Billy, Billy starts like if it says doors at seven, Billy starts at seven Oh one. I have friends oh, yeah, that like you know. showed up at seven fifteen, and he was like halfway through his set. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to get back home and fucking, you know, he's pop like, some, some Chardonnay the trains. Yeah. yeah. He's got, he's got to crash into somebody's house, dude. You know what yeah. I'm Those days are over. <laughs> now the only thing he crashes are uh, fucking people's excitement going through the roof. <laughs> nice. <laughs> are you doing, are you trying to do a, a, a infomercial for Billy Joel? You know, that like after yeah, I mean, be the guy that's like, the, the, like before Billy Joel, like, Oh, I don't even know what a piano man is <laughs> after Billy Joel. I'm drunk at a bar nine o'clock on a Saturday, throwing my yeah. life away. Ooh. Bottle red, bottle white. Um, the, what, uh, uh, yeah. Who are you trying to see when we get I, the fuck out of here? I am the the one that I miss is every year when the hold steady plays at Brooklyn Bowl. I try to go see them unless I'm on the road doing stand up and they're they're awesome and they play like four nights at Brooklyn Bowl and uh I'm like excited for that next year. I'm trying to think of what that's else. like the Super Bowl for for white guys in Brooklyn. Did my, if you have my hairline That's Coachella for white guys in Brooklyn. <laughs> if you have my hairline and live in Brooklyn your you were at that show that's what you tell your hair that's what i'm telling my hairline hold steady just hold steady man nice. you know hang in there buddy it it's looking good yeah let's talk you about gotta see billy joel Got let's it. talk about I uh billy, but i'm gonna buy tickets to anything like that's right. what's gonna happen like the first thing you don't I care see, yeah that's you like, just want to go i just want to go i miss that I don't, and I don't even know. There's like enough stuff that I did that I'm like, I don't even know if this is going to reschedule that I had tickets yeah. for. Well, it should be like, some rock because it should be something good because you might catch COVID. And so you want right. to make sure at least it's Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, Josh, our friend Lawrence here. Sorry, third final topic meets and cheeks, formerly known as daddy. Yeah, sucking and fucking, <laughs> sex and dating, all the, the shit that makes the world go around. My good friend Lawrence here. Um, He's married. We're not sure for how long. We don't remember if it's one year or two. We're not great with time. Or Wait, do you uh, mean so far, or like how long? You have I've been. I, it's been. It's I don't been know. Two years. It, I had we. This had come up on the pod, and I. Got it. Has it been two I, years? I stumbled and fumbled and bumbled a bit more than I would like. Luckily, my we don't wife know, has no we, interest in listening. So. We don't know how many Thanksgivings he's spent with his wife as a married couple. That's what it was. Oh, that's what it was. Well, anyway, I've been yeah. married for two years, so I would love some advice, Josh. Yeah. What, you what's your marriage advice for Larry? Mar married uh, listeners. Marry Larry. <laughs> that's what they that's what they call me that is, oof, yikes it's a bad <laughs> yeah, name bad it's very name. uncreative that or oscar the grouch so i'm not really working <laughs> yeah, with a I lot married larry it's, <laughs> yeah. it's better than horny jimmy i'll tell you that oscar the married grouch horny jimmy. yeah yeah Mary larry and horny jimmy <laughs> that's <laughs> a rough scene. It's, it's the duality of men baby it's the yin and the yang it's, it's a morning the radio the show from the yes. 90s it's the suck in the fuck you know welcome back to Mary larry and horny jimmy in the, the morning, bad to the boner. Yeah, the whole police department turns up the volume all the Hell way. Yeah. 
it's, a mo- it's a montage of cops getting ready to go break up a protest. I think. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. It's just like, oh, Mary. You're all chanting. Don't put that demon on me. I don't it's not brutal. Yet. It's not brutal, Josh. It's police brutality. Yeah. Um, it's police, police brutal. Yeah. Marriage, marriage advice. Um, yes. I would say. Besides, don't think, be a cop. <laughs> find, don't be a cop. I would say find someone like don't marry a person you think you should marry marry the person that you like interlock well with okay well i'm already married so oh oh, for you sorry sorry i thought yeah what do you think what do you think anyone's listening to this shit (laughs) i um it's a phone call dog you're i'm only in i'm only been married four years as okay, well, double Mary Larry. Double, yeah, come double, on. Double, they double they call me, me the double married Larry. That is yeah. my nickname. <laughs> it, most people don't know what it means, but it is good. <laughs> Super niche. It's a DML. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you have twice the, you have twice the, the time on me. So you're a vet, at least in comparison to me. Yeah. I think like do you, like considering yourselves a team for and against everything is like a really great mm. approach being married. Right? Us against the world, dude. Yeah. Bonnie yeah. Clyde. Yeah. Oh, or even like four things like, hey, we're doing this together and it's going to be awesome. Or like, oh, we we're this stinks, but we both have to do it. And we're, we're going to like be there yeah. for each other. Lawrence, Any what's family the family function? Lawrence, what's the one thing that your wife really loves that you hate the most? Hmm. Probably like relaxing where something, some, something, no, no. Meaning like relaxing outdoors where she could like read. And then I'm just very restless because I have severe ADHD. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. not good at like sitting still. So for me, I want to be moving. I want to be cruising and I want to be, you know, doing some stuff. So and what does, what do you love that she hates the most? This podcast? podcasting, <laughs> podcasting too. Just, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I tried to get her to start a podcast with me, but she's not in. No, I'm she's not. Um, yikes, yikes, yeah. yikes. Okay. So, so really team sport marriage. Yeah, is I think a team so. sport, And that's great advice. And I, and I agree a hundred percent with you, Josh. Right. I, I think that that's so helpful because it's like, you're doing it forever, ideally. Right. So it's like, well, why put ourselves in an opposition? Like let's, let's figure out how to make this team work together. You gotta be the James Harden and Kevin Durant in the marriage. I yeah. feel like this Got could it. also apply to you two. No, <laughs> we need to have our tension. <laughs> we need to have our tension. We need to butt heads. We need to, you oh, know. Hey, dude, people love it when we just argue. That's what they pay yeah. for. They want the fucking. We need bits. Drama, we need exactly. bits. Mary, Mary and Horny James <laughs> at odds yeah. with one another. Yeah. People All want right. the sexual tension. They don't want us to actually fuck. But no, but that. but Chuck, thank you. Thank you for jumping in because yeah, that is a you, perfect segue into our next segment where we're going to let Chuck actually unmute himself and speak at length in this segment we call 30 seconds of thirst, where Chuck has the open mic. He can pitch on anything, ask you anything, propose you on anything. Chuck, go off, buddy. Uh, Josh, you're uh, a very funny person, Um, but sometimes shit isn't always funny, like like 2020 in general. Uh, You know, shit's sad sometimes. So I was wondering... Uh, what do you do when you have like a, a writer's block or like a creative block? Uh, like what inspires you to like push through it and think of all the, the funny shit that you think about? Oh, that's a really great question. I think like uh, trying to like enjoying something really helps me. Like, you know, if I'm on assignment, that's one thing. Like if I have a script that's due at the end of the day or like a freelance piece, but I think normally it's like, if I'm just in a slump, I'll try to go like go see music. Like I talked about, or like watch a great movie or, you know, like, 
make some time to hang out with my wife and just be like, oh, let's go. I mean, this is all shit that like most of the shit is like you can't do it now but it's like oh let's go visit friends and i'll take a night off and just like recharge my brain and and enjoy things and like get into that headspace where i feel good about stuff like live some life live some live, life. Mo- live moss you live, live moss. moss yes yeah. thank you that's uh for, that's what the the tagline for the ad i did for a little saint james island <laughs> right live mo- <laughs> live moss <laughs> Um, you're, you're a live moss hole yeah <laughs> that's, yeah that's right i speak a little spanish and i grew up yeah. in boston <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i think and not just like for the sake of generating material about living life but just for like oh you're right like i'm a better writer and comedian when all i'm doing isn't writing comedy yeah recharge yeah <laughs> all right Absolutely. um josh Thanks, Thank you, Chuck. Josh, I want to play a little game with you. Last John, next John. We want to know what was the last John you copped at full retail and then what's the next John you got your eye on that uh, you're going to cop up sometime soon. Okay. Last John was, I think, I'm trying to think. I got a, oh, I bought the Pharrell, um, gosh, what's the name of it? Uh, The Who's Human Made Adidas tokyo solar shoes that just dropped they're right. like real they're like boost that like bright orange boost soles i i like a real bright sneaker that's like i'm, I'm stupid that. fruity swag yeah yeah yeah, sure. that's, yeah. thank you we've yeah. established that yes that's yes. the that's what we call it in the biz by the way yes a stupid yeah. fruity swag that's mm-hmm. that's my taste coined <laughs> by famous fashion designer soldier boy soldier <laughs> soldier Gucci bandana electronics entrepreneur yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's what ki- speaking of fucking you know renaissance man he, done, to- he had his video game system yes mm-hmm. his console <laughs> i don't think ever delivered or panned out in any sense he had a, a hoverboard he had a soldier boy hoverboard yeah i think i think he had airpods soldier boy he's all, he's all over emerging technologies that's like a yeah. big part of he's the know, elon musk of swag research and swag research and development you know when, he takes it very seriously when our consciousnesses are all uploaded to kind of the cloud network singularity singularity yeah the soldierity yeah yes oh, <laughs> so shit. Yo, he's I'll, a professional i want my brain in the soldier boy cloud <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> Just stupid fruity vape smoke. Like, Soldier yeah. boy, tell him. No, they already know because we're one consciousness. Wow. <laughs> literal, literal galaxy brain. Mm-hmm. All right. So and what's, so the, what's the next, John? The next, yeah. Okay. So we got the Pharrells. We got the orange boost joints on ice, or I guess you're wearing those. Or have you worn them? Haven't yet. I'm saving okay. for for an early season show day. Real quick, before we get into the next, John, do you get free shit, Josh? Are you on any flow teams? Are you there yet? Because you have like a pretty solid. Okay. And what does that take? Do you like begging or how does that work? You got plugs. Times, it's like a couple times I've had a plug. I've got a couple things through like the Boston connection and having tweeted about it. Just like mm. I, I got hooked up with like one of the like a year ago or so like a capsule that bodega was doing oh nice so, oh so yeah, like yeah boston. bodega and then concepts like boston the boston sneaker community has embraced you as as one of its own the, the bodega the the folks at bodega have been really nice shout out bodega really appreciate it and i like the concept stuff too like I've, I've bought some stuff from them but not gotten hooked up and dunkin donuts has hooked me up a little bit <laughs> they did a shoot they did shoes with saucony right i got the i got the saucony's Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, the most recent one. So it was like two years ago. Now. You and like every dude at Barstool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I got him. Yeah, my friend wor- was w- working with Saucony on it, and she hooked me up. Which was got really, it. So it that's really that's nice. where the, the plug. plug. That's the yeah, plug. Yeah, the plug. There. Shout out the plug. And then what's the next John that you're gonna buy? The Not plugged. John. Okay, this one is. I'm. I'm like a oh. 
I'm a little okay. I got another. I mean, this is just just real herb powers, <laughs> but um, I I just ordered a pair of cord, Gap Jean corduroys. But I've I've been I'm I'm trying to bring corduroy back. You and Wes myself. Anderson. Thank you. Cord's back, baby. Yeah, cord oh. is yo cord is uh poor man's velvet or whatever the fuck, right? It's like literally <laughs> just get a wide whale. Rated. Just get a yeah. wide whale. That's all. The one, the widest the whale. <laughs> my Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wide whale. Um, <laughs> the oh the the other shoes that that's like resale, so it's like twice the retail price. And I keep I've been agonizing over it for like six months. Are the Sean Watherspoon Asex at Oh, that's where the corduroy. Cor- I was wondering where yeah, we were going with the gap cords. You want that corduroy shoe. Yeah, those are super expensive. Yeah. At least like- in terms of shoes that look like they were made for babies. Those are as expensive <laughs> as it gets for sure. But that is like I like I've I feel that's like what he fucks with. They call me toddler foot. <laughs> <laughs> You learned that little learn from the best that little St. James, dude. You're like, <laughs> these sexy toddlers have yeah. a lot of personal style. Wow. These, these TikTokers in the 90s just uh, yeah. with their beanie babies and pogs. <laughs> so the Sean, the Wotherspoon 97s, those are damn, dude. Well, you're those, no, need sorry, to, the Nike ones are like so expensive. Yeah. Is that okay? The, the 97 ones. These are the, the Asics. Oh yeah, the the Atmos Japan joints. Yeah, that was yeah. Those are and those yeah are those are pretty cheap now or cheaper relative, much cheaper than the the ninety seven ones. Which like I feel like so many people got them. Like that was the last super hype shoe that I remember. Like people I know just like being able to cop from. Oh really? Okay. It was like a more of like a deep cut. If you know, you know, so there was less hype around it probably because it was, even though a six is cool. It's not, I get it's not like a Nike. I mean the, the Nikes, I I thought a few years ago, I know people that just like got them and I was like, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good investment then. Cause that shit is pretty brave. It's like Bitcoin for your feet. Yeah. Are you the same size? Are you the same size as Jesus or Merrill? I'm, I think a little, a little smaller foot. I, I think I, there's, I think either Jesus or Mero, I could like swap with some, some, uh, silhouettes, but not be both. honest with us. And I don't know if you know this because I know you guys are still out of the office, but, uh, we put Jesus and Mero on the pod boat, the podcast boot flow team, the throwing fits DMA collab of the century. Did they put them on the free table or send yeah. like a, you know, slack to they all not. like, Hey, who wants they these? Did not give, <laughs> okay. They did not give them away. I respect that. I mean, we, you know, that's uh that would hurt our feelings. Um, at the same time, I understand letting, you know, the Groms onto flow, you know, it was also like, like a, a benevolent overlord. It was also yeah. like a month before their Timberland collaboration came out. So the timing yeah. wasn't ideal. Not great. <laughs> um, those sold out super fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised at all. The brand, the brand is brolic. I think is is what they they say. Yeah. Josh, we know that you fuck with stupid fruity swag. We want to know what else you're fucking with in the segment call. Fuck would not fuck with. It's a working title. It's a working title. You're a writer. Maybe you can help us out there. Um, We're going to throw some categories at you real quick. You tell us what you're fucking with and then what you're not fucking with. Okay. First up, obviously we've mentioned a bunch of sneakers, but why don't we do a Mount Rushmore of just unranked top four sneakers of all time in your opinion? And you can oh, be as gosh. specific as you want with even like down to the colorway. If anything, that would be preferred for the charts. Sure. Okay. I'm going to go with the, the Air Max one, the classic red and white. Yes. Like the gray. OG, the, the Tinker OG. Hatfield that like, yep. yeah. I, mm-hmm. Red and gray and white. Yep. Red and gray and white. 
Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to go, I mean, in my life, I haven't worn them in a little while, but the Saucony Jazz, um, like that's a deep cut. What a, you you know, honestly, we've done a ton of these sneaker Mount Rushmore's. I'm not sure that the Saucony Jazz has ever been mentioned, but that is a classic, iconic sneaker. I but you know so. what they say about Saucony Jazz? It's the sneakers that they don't wear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many sneaker heads are like <laughs> right. that. Yeah. And those are the ones that don't wear Saucony Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. That's the beauty right there. <laughs> All right. So that you're halfway through. Well, halfway who's your, who's through. your Abe and who's your Teddy? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go. You know what? I got the... These are like the the most comfortable pair of shoes I ever wore, and I wore them into the ground. Were the Adidas NMD like like a black? Um, I think it was like a glitch camo with the red, white, and blue three stripes mm. down the sides. The NMD um, was so popular that so was popular. like that, that was, was everywhere. So I I left Complex under kind of like uh not the most amicable breakup auspicious circumstances and someone was like yo there's a bag for you here from Adidas and I was like I don't fucking care and they're like no <laughs> you want to, you want what's in this bag I was like what is it and they're like it's these anim- it's that pair and they're like they're going for, at a uh, Stadium Goods actually I sold it for stadium, at Stadium Goods this is pre stock X for like two thousand dollars I was like wow. fuck yes so I like. Ran in there after hours, didn't say what up to anyone, said what up to Russ, grabbed him, got out, cashed out. Flipped a brick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I they're so comfortable. They had like that moment. That boost. That boost yeah. soul. They're and they're and, and and speaking of shoes for babies, they look like they have little Legos on them, you know? <laughs> Super cute. <laughs> I, I like the, the I like the prime knit ones. You hate them. You're saying I just I did, that was um yeah. I think at the time I was probably like, and this just shows you. You can catch a photo of Lawrence in them at well, some point. I'm sure. No, no, I would have been the guy that was like nice NMDs. You see, check out my Yeezys. I'm so fucking cool. But mm-hmm. like you know, feel very I, stupid now about a lot of things. <laughs> that being one statement that definitely left my lips. But I like I like the the NMDs still. I feel like I wish. Because what it felt like what happened was they had that moment and then they oversaturated and oh, they yeah. just like retired the silhouette for a while. Yeah, that's right. They haven't, they just literally took it off. I bet you that'll be re-released to like great fanfare. But they yeah, they had to yeah. take them out, out the but game. I, like Stan Smith too. Same thing. Oh yeah. You I love pull them and then too. you release them like a deluge and then you make a lot of money. I also, oh, this might be my fourth sneaker. A, a knit Stan Smith. Like a those were good. Sand I Smith. remember those when those they dropped. did like yeah. a gray kind of woolly one that I had, and also wore those out really fast. And then I have the Pharrell holy ones that are like purple and blue with like an a beige um, outsole, and I I love those because I like the Stan Smith. I love the look of it, but I find the like leather ones kind of feel too bulky. Even sure, like it just feels like the prime is way more sleek for sure. That was I a great it. shoe when it came yeah. out. It was definitely an improvement on a classic. Here's um here's a question: checks are over stripes or no? Where do you stand in the in the real culture war? Nike versus Adidas. I think I probably have more Nikes, but I wear my like the Adidas that I have, even if it's like two thirds Nike, one third Adidas both overall, and you know a couple of Reeboks. Um, sure. I think I wear the Adidas day to day more. Diplomatic answer. You never know yeah. what potential future plugs might be listening. Well done, True. sir. What do you think, think about, okay, let's move into not fuck with. And you know, this is my question. Do you, do you not fuck with? Cause obviously it's like a lot of Nike Adidas basketball lifestyle, but what about like fashion sneakers? Any interest there? The, the ones that I'm, I'm always like drawn to, it's just the money is so, it starts off so high where I'm just like, I can't justify it unless like yeah. if I sold the TV show, this is what I've, I've said to, to my wife. If I sold the, the, a TV show, the ones that I always kind of come back to are the the Margella paint splatter 
The sure. cum? The cum joints? The cum no, joints. the paint, the paint, oh, the paint, the paint. Right. like the yeah, yeah, iconic the German, yeah. German, not the cum sneakers, but no. the German army trainers that were not the human look, paint. It looked like no. Jackson Pollock busted on them. Well, it's like, I, I, they don't usually say this, but Josh, it's like, get your funny up so you can get your money up. Ooh, I like that. That's good. And honestly, it's motivating me. <laughs> but like sure. think barb brown used to say that except he would say get your funny get your money up not your funny up there you go but you I have mean, to do both yeah i've, I've got to do both they're in the other they're, they're entwined I'm definitely not getting my money up if i don't get my funny up <laughs> right i've got no other skills at this point so those are the ones but everything else is just like it's just not doable i i like it like there, it, it just doesn't it feels like such a reach just for like like brand clout and status and luxury like yeah the um i the yeah, bro. Like, Welcome to the fashion industry. I know, right? But it's like the common projects, low tops, I think are really clean and nice. But if don't do like, it if, at don't do it. bucks, I don't even think they're like I've heard they're like not even that comfortable. No. It's like, what am I spending four hundred bucks to like feel like I'm wearing For some gold dress? some little some uh gold numbers, you know? And it's to look like a tech bro salesman. I know. Yeah. And it's it's like I there's there's like a level of if you know you know that's like cool and feels like and and like a cool handshake, like an insider thing. And then mm. there's a level where you're like, like I have one pair of Yeezys and when I wear them, people who don't know sneakers are like, you're wearing slippers. You look like a clown <laughs> and people who do know sneakers are like, Oh, I see what you're doing there. And it's like, <laughs> you look like a clown. <laughs> you look yes. like a clown. <laughs> yes, exactly. But they know why. <laughs> right, right, right. I get it. But they, they, they too graduated from clown college. They understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We all went to clown college <laughs> yeah. together. Oh yeah. I know that guy from clown college. Yeah. yeah. Proud, He's proud alum of Bozo university. Yeah. We, were um, in, we were in a fraternity together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, are there sneakers? So he, would score, he would squirt beer out of his uh, flower into my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're such a positive guy. Famously. Like, are there sneakers that you are like, that you not take umbrage with, but that you would never wear that you think are like corny or played out. Or do you not even think about that because you're such a radiant light of hope? I, well, there, it's not corny or played out, but I feel like there's stuff that's like been in the culture longer than I have. And, and then I don't feel like I have a great claim to like, I feel like, um, so you wouldn't wear it because you don't feel like you get it. You wouldn't, you don't, you don't wear things because you're, you maybe don't understand them yet. You would never be like, Oh, that sucks. I, I wouldn't be like, that's yeah. I wouldn't be like, that sucks. But like, when, so respectful like to the when culture. the bread, when the bread Jordan 11s came out and it was like, people were, people were really into them. And I felt like I, you probably could have gotten them at, at retail, but it's also like, people really were into those. And like, it had meant those are shoes that had meant a lot to people for a long time. And I just like, didn't have the same, um, like long term appreciation for it, and so I was like, like "No, I man, I want the Larry Bird 11s <laughs> Yeah, right. Give me the Converse weapons. I do have the fucking McHale Nike <laughs> reissued them like eighty six uh, or eighty five McHale Converse, and I like Sick. bought those. They're the least comfortable shoes oh, I've yeah. ever put on. Like it, it's it's begging you to roll your ankle or some shit. It's it's wild to think that people used to play in like Converse All Stars, but at least right. those you can like put on. These feel like trying to wedge your foot through the hole in a cinder block. <laughs> <laughs> not um, function with the form in that. But case, that's yeah. like what I don't. It's and it's not like an, an an issue of like I don't like this. It's just like oh, this is such a thing that I don't right. want to like lay claim to that like moment in culture. There's no sure. sentimental. There's no sentimental or historical con- or personal connection with it. Yeah, it's just not like you. You're not. You're not. Dying Dying it's not what I'm to cop for. just because other people are dying to cop it. Yeah. Josh, you're, you're TV's man. Um, I want to know what TV shows 
are you fucking with right now? You're obviously doing your Seinfeld rewatch. Let's talk about current TV, either like recently on the air or available sure. to stream right now or coming out in 2021. Besides Jesus and Meryl season three, which obviously everyone's going to be watching. What TV shows right now or in the near future are you fucking with? Search Party. Mm, um, I need to get in. I've been meaning back, to get baby. into that. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yes. Yeah, it's all on HBO so now, funny. right? All yeah, HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah. yeah. It rules. It's, it's like, fuck. Season, it's so funny. It's so dark. Season three is like one of my favorite seasons of any TV show ever. Yeah. That's and, such an underrated show. That was so what, underrated. What was it on when it was? When TBS. It was, TBS. TBS. Yeah. And it was like, which is not where you go for like a dark. No. I mean, characters aren't even welcome there. You need to go to USA for that. So yeah, yeah it's tough. TBS, to they're still getting for a while. Those characters get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I see a character in here, I'll slap them till you bleed. <laughs> so search party on HBO max streaming right now. Max. Um, black Monday on Showtime. Oh, that yeah, show's sick. Seriously underrated. There's just so some good funny. deep cuts. Everyone. That was uh, the guy that created happy endings. One of my yes. top yep. 10 TV shows of all time did that show and pennies in it. And, and like the, the fucking snappy dialogue is very happy endings. Esque. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I think th- that's like my zone is like, I, I've really been into like soup, like hard comedy. That's not super dark, but like comedy, it's like hard jokes, but like good plotting. Like uh, those two, what we do. Uh, also, shadows. also um, what we do in the shadows, my co best show of 2020 along with industry. Oh yeah. My, I've seen a little bit of industry. My wife has been watching it like while I've been in the other room doing work. I mean, did you, did you catch the scene where the guy eats his own cum off of no. the mirror? Okay. Spoiler, spoiler alert. I, I've, yeah. I've heard about that. Ask, that's ask like, Mrs. Gondelman about that joint. That's the, that's the cultural footprint of the show. Oh, for sure. Is what, yeah. Uh, that's, that's just, uh, that's just British culture. They just yeah, slurp that's just, their own jizz. Yeah, that's completely, that we what, gotta, let's respect our, our brethren. Is it toad yeah. in a hole? Is that what toad in a hole is? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, sounds like it probably is. Bangers and, bangers and jizz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Those, I'm trying to think of what else. We did a, oh, Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. That's like, Larry shit. That, I love it. Uh, it's so you, of course, for you, because as just like, again, a radiant, you know, beam of sunshine, that's, <laughs> that's got you written all over. I love that show. It made me like feel, it made me feel good. It's such a feeling. It's probably like the best fucking compliment I could give, right? It, it's so, it felt so good to watch. It's so funny. It's like very it wasn't funny. just like, oh, this is like a positive, heartwarming thing. Like it, it is that. Oh, no, it's I, like, hilarious too. Yeah, yeah. Loud. yeah, it's just great. And um, I'm trying to think that, but that's like my zone of, I, I think like on TV, the last five years are like the real fast, sharp, like kind of comedies that do like those 10 episode seasons. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes it gets, sometimes they'll get, too like the dramedies get a little too dark for me sometimes mm. to just like like watching a show that like makes me feel nervous and anxious like search party is like my kind of limit on that for a comedy gotcha like, okay that's how dark i can go with it um, are there any shows uh that you're not fucking with yeah that are maybe that are on blast right now yeah oh, that maybe had a big 2020 that like a you know were, were widely watched or talked about that you were like this is garbage i'm trying to think <sighs> we watched <laughs> Nothing that was garbage. I felt slightly overrated. It came up earlier, but I felt like when, when the Queen's Gambit came out, thank you. People talked about it like it was the masterpiece. Sure. And I watched it and was like, it's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. And, and it's like a cool world that they're living in this like competitive chess world. But then we watched after that, um, the flight attendant. And I was like, this is a way better alcohol. Really? Woman you think so? I mean, I, 
I liked it. The the shit where uh, she's in like prisoned in her mind with that guy lose all That's, of that. That, that I, was absolutely fucking minor league I, bullshit. I always I feel like um this is someone else's joke. It might be Ted Alexandro, who's great. That's who I've heard it attributed to. But when someone describes a dream to you, they're saying like, hey, you know, what didn't happen. And like, <laughs> that's like a dream on a show that's already fiction. I'm just right. like, I, don't, I so rarely need yeah. it. Grow up, Peter Pan. Get, yeah. that, sh- get that bullshit <laughs> exactly. out of here. I will watch everything that Josh just uh, mentioned in you the fucking section, but everything only. else, everything else, get the fuck out the paint. Um, Josh, before we let you go and move into the afters, which mm-hmm. is the special bonus content for our best friends behind the paywall. We will, look, you're doing, you're doing amazing, sweetie, right? You got uh, the podcast. You are a published author. You're eating you, takeout every single night. <laughs> you have 50 no, pairs of sneakers, um, yeah. vanilla cream, Hal seltzer, guzzling it down like a goddamn king. Um, we always want to see you do a little bit better, right? We want to see you get your funny up so you can get your money up so that love, you can love. get your hands on a pair of Jackson Pollock Pollock jizz sneakers. So Lawrence and I, we're going to offer you up some constructive criticism. It's really meant to help you, you know, break through and, and level up, take it or leave it. We highly suggest you take all of it. Um, I mean, we kind of joked about this, but uh, why don't you executive produce the throwing fit show? We will let you be the solo executive producer. None of this co EP bullshit. <laughs> all right. Let's all see yours. Okay. Uh, can, can you produce like produce it? I yeah. think. I mean, I don't know if we can get on TV, but we'll try. <laughs> You're willing to give it the old college try. Yeah. yeah. The old clown college, college try. <laughs> <laughs> the clown college try is when you see how many people you can fit into one VW Beetle. <laughs> Ad watching. Josh, uh, you are a prolific tweeter. Yeah. Do you know how many tweets you've sent in your history on the it's website? So Twitter. many. It's a humiliating number. Right. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get to. It's fucking pathetic. It's humiliating. You're wasting You're right. your time. We, throwing fits, uh, used to have a kind of, I would say, sniper, you know, on the squad who would every so often uh, hop in and, and tweet some fire for us. That person may or may not be on the Zoom. That person may or may not have spent 30 seconds pretending to be engaged by asking a question and not tweeting. And right now, there's a bit of a vacancy on the roster for a killer to come in and fucking tweet on behalf of the show. And I think that should be you get some of the, put some of your efforts, you know, into, into what we're doing, you know, out of the goodness of your heart. Cause you're such a kind guy and let us kind of reap the benefits. Sure. Okay. I do I love feel hop like, of the drafts, dude, go crazy. Let's do it. I do feel like most of your constructive criticism is asking me to do jobs for your show. No, <laughs> no, that just, it, it just that way, but it's just not. 50%, just 50% okay. so far. Right. Well, hundred percent so far, but 50% of the total. So um, have you ever had old tweets come back to haunt you? Which Not is a modern really. day phenomenon. Yeah. Have you Not deleted tweets? Bad. Do you delete tweets? I do delete tweets. I because I feel like just ones with racial slurs and shit, right? Not like racial slurs, but like I've said stuff. You leave like those up. Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> those. Were, those are. I'm so proud of those. Those are rock. Those do numbers. <laughs> it's called Boston solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> the thin I, Boston cream line. Yeah. <laughs> I no. I. I will try like if I remember something that was like, oh man, you know that's a bummer. I that. Like, I don't think there's any, there, I, I I think that's the thing to do is to be like, you know what? No, let's get rid of this. Let's, yeah. let's expunge it from that record. Well, 
All right, Josh, my next piece of constructive criticism. You're such a nice guy, um, but I can see that you're like a sponge. You're just soaking up this range and this rage. And maybe it's your Boston upbringing where you, uh, by osmosis, took on the Irish philosophy mm-hmm. of just sure. squeezing every emotion into a little black box, just stuffing it down into your fucking soul. I can down see it. it, man. You're about to fucking, you're about to blow a casket. You're about to blow. Just stop repressing your rage. Yeah, okay. go off. Yeah. All right. Would you like to? Would you like to test it out right now? Would you like to try yeah. to express a a, a, a rageful thought? Be, be mean. Be mean to Chuck, real quick. Yeah, follow my lead, <laughs> Chuck. I um. That was a dumb question. You could say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good question. That's your your, your the way you frame your head. <laughs> kind of half in and half out of the frame every time. Every it's time. it's. I can't move my monitor up or down. Really. Maybe Why? I can move the camera. You move your chair up. Yeah. What about no, adjusting the rest it, of the situation? This is just. This is just. I don't know. This is how I feel. Comfortable. This is you. This is you. Yeah. I don't. I don't You're feel like the neighbor in Home Alone every week, bro. Or um, Home Improvement. Home, home improvement. improvement. Sorry. Home improvement. Wilson. No, that's not right. the fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So you don't like Chuck's framing. Okay. So I, that's. Or you do like it? Were you actually giving no, me a no, compliment? No. Oh, you don't like I don't, it. No, it was not going to be a compliment. I was going to okay. say, it doesn't fill me with rage, but I am, I was slightly perplexed by it the whole time. <laughs> okay, Josh, Josh, please foot off the gas. Whoa, I think he's, relax. I think he's had enough. You're over the, I think you're over the line, yeah, buddy. All right, stop. He's already dead. Hey, we, yeah. he's still our guy, Josh, and you're our guest. We might not have to cut, we might, we might have to cut that. Jesus, Samaro executive producer beats up on unsuspecting intern. <laughs> yeah. On intern young, fight 2.0 young poc, <laughs> young POC make a wish winner that's right um okay final piece of constructive criticism Jeez. even though seems like you were trying to if i read this right um before you just raged the fuck out it seemed like you were <laughs> criticizing our constructive criticism which is just as a guest again like you check know your fucking, check your fucking privilege right. dog yep criticism um, yeah, but I think that this might fit into your preconceived box of what criticism what actually criticism. should be. Okay. Um, okay, we've talked a lot about sneakers, right? We've talked a lot about streetwear. Um, honestly, dude, grow the fuck up. You know, okay. that's... Come on, bro. I needed to hear it. I get 34? 36. You're 36. Yeah. I think that was talking to myself just there. <laughs> but... but <laughs> Just yeah, I'm I'm actually speaking into a mirror right now. The audience can't see. Lords, are are those not two giant shelves of sneakers behind you? <laughs> hey, kill me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's it. I think that's it for that segment. That's it for constructive criticism, oh, Josh. And the, pod. and the pod. Really, we're done. Yeah, Josh. Uh, where can the kids follow you on socials? Yeah. Oh my gosh, shit, doggy. At, at Josh Gondelman, G O N D E L Man on Twitter and Instagram. Just followed a- you. Sorry about that. My bad. Oh, that's okay. I have a podcast called Make My Day. It's a game show where there's only one contestant or a team of contestants, so the contestant always wins. Uh, mm. And they win a $100 like donation to a charity um, every week. And then, uh, oh, and then Jesus and Mary. Yeah, premieres January 31st, every Thursday and Sunday on uh, uh, Showtime at 11. Sheesh. Josh, thank you for coming on to Throwing Kids, the only podcast that matters. Chef, maybe you just slap that outro music after you get off your call with Asia. Anthony works in the grocery store Saving his pennies for Sunday Mama Leone left a note on the door She said, Sonny, move out to the country Mom, I'm working too hard to give you a heart attack You wanna know by now You need a house out in Hackensack 
get for your money And it seems such a waste of time If that's what it's all about Mama, if that's moving up Then I'm moving out of 